Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Um, okay, guys, I don't know if you are just about to listen to this Lifetime podcast or you're at the end of it, but I do want to throw a retraction from the episode we did on the Craigslist killer. Um, so uh, we were reading the reviews the other day, and there is a review um, from Avatar2112 for Mother May I Sleep With podcast. First off, great handle, avatar Twenty One Twelve. Uh, unfortunately, it is only a two-star review, and she or he writes, got turned off by the mad shit-talking about Philip Markov's fiance, who was also a victim in that situation. Let me point out that she or he wrote victim in all capital letters, so really getting that point across that she was a victim. So I would like to respond to that. And apologize to Avatar 2112 for having her or him think that we were shit-talking Philip Markoff's fiance. You know what? Now that I come to think about it, we might have been. But also, we were kind of shit-talking the lifetime version of Philip Markoff's fiance. Because how she was portrayed in that movie was kind of like a little bit of a... A little bit of a boob, not not a you know, not all there. Plus, she was living with like kind of a serial killer and pretty much never picked up on any of the symbols. But whatever. Anyways, it's always not great to get a a, a horrible review. I also want to point out that I think M- Molly and myself were kind of sticking up for Philip Markov's fiance, but the real blame here, I think, falls on Stephen Ray Morris's shoulders because he pointed out. Just he was very kind of he was very kind of negative about the fiance, and I remember me and Molly looking at each other at one point during the recording and going, "Wow, Stephen is just really on one tonight." So, anyways, just wanted to throw that retraction out there, and I hope Avatar twenty one twelve will come back as a listener because I think she or he would be really pleasantly surprised with where the season went. But you know what? You you got to say though, you know, with the Craigslist killer, I mean, that one was just a little bit of magic because we were part of a cultural phenomenon with eight inches cut. I don't think there's a day that goes by now that somebody doesn't scream eight inches cut at me when I'm walking anywhere I go, mainly in alleyways. But, um, okay. So that, and then I also, I wanted to also throw a retraction or an apology for this episode that you're about to listen to or have listened to. I'd like to apologize for one Miss Molly McAleer, because if you listen, there's a point where I try to get her to do an acting exercise, which was her idea, mind you, and she completely just shits the bed. I mean, it was just, it was really sad to watch her just, like, like she literally just tried to fall back into the couch and like make herself part of the couch. I've never seen somebody just crap out like that. But once again, I'd like to then give a huge props to Mr. Stephen Ray Morris um, because guess what? He picked up that acting exercise and really gave it his all. And that was, you know, that kind of made up for the Philip Markoff thing. So that was really very cool. And like Stephen really, he gets it. And, you know, just so very, just wanted to throw an apology out there for Molly because I'm sure she doesn't feel good about herself for this. Anyways, 
I don't know if you're about to listen to or have listened to this, but I hope you enjoy. Um, okay, yeah. Once again, sorry for Molly. Sorry to Avatar Twenty One Twelve, and huge props to Stephen Ray Morris. Bye. Welcome to season two of Mother May I Sleep With podcast, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to Lifetime original movies. I'm your host, Molly McAleer. Okay, um, so my weed card expires tomorrow, June 17th. I go to the Nirvana Clinic, and I noticed today that you literally, it's at the point in Cali now, because they found out that on like, January 1st, 2018, yeah. is the day that you can just like knock on the door of a weed store, no matter who you are, as long as you're over 18. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because the law passed. Yeah, and that's, but it's like January 1st, 2018. Part of me was like... I can wait. Maybe I don't even need to re-up my card. Like, it's about to be super fucking legal. But then also, I am I like to be undocumented. You know what I mean? For my... my, my yeah, no, I mean, you want problems. things above board. Like. Uh, yeah, I have I have health problems. And so... <laughs> <laughs> I want people to know that. So, I went to... The, I, like, texted you today... And I was like, I have priorities today because I had watched these movies, but like this Fab Five is good. It's a good movie. It's it's solid. But I mean, once you realize it's not about girls murdering another cheerleader, like it's really hard to get amped on it. Which is what I thought it was. I thought it, they were going to murder each other. As at did some I. Point. You thought that I. You think that I thought they were going to roll out Ashley Benson of Pretty Little Liars fame. Of soon to be someday spring breakers fame for a movie about some bad girls annoying a bunch of teachers. Yeah, like it literally just dealt with school politics other than like, I mean, every step of the way I felt like this was going to go like, oh, they're going to get into like school prostitution or and I, it never hit any of those. It, well, 100%. And I thought like, oh, this is an Ashley Benson, Jenna Dewan, Tatum joint. Like this is going to be. <laughs> this is fire. They have and Tatum O'Neill is in this. Like they put a <laughs> lot of money into this. <laughs> this is, well, which, which even befuddled me even more when Tatum O'Neill was, and I was like, we are about to like, get a cut above what we're used to seeing in Lifetime. No. But no, like she totally belongs in a Lifetime movie. Yeah, she's like, she's one of those. She's kind of plateaued. And you know, I hate to say it, we're going to be doing a movie with one of my favorite actresses of all time, uh, Nancy Travis of Three Men and a Baby. Oh, I used to have such a crush on she's her. She's like, oh no, me too. Like she was like the biggest crush of my childhood. She's like, I, And her and Tom Selleck. Just like, I love them. Uh, she loved them as a couple in Three Men and... A little yeah. lady, yeah. yeah. I was very happy to see that work out for them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, she's in like a shitty Lifetime movie. And no, she's it just really it, shitty. And those are the things with those movies that then you then you you get sad because there's not enough plot to really. So you start getting sad watching somebody like like this. She was like she won an Oscar for Paper Moon. Like I mean, like it's like how and now. Well, there's a lot that happened. That's like you can't set up of like a five year old kid to get a fucking Oscar. Like it's like now no. you know nothing. Saying Ab, nothing. Abigail Breslin, great girl gotta say it's gonna be a very humbling step into the rest of your life to do like basically what people work for their entire lives as actors like at their most physical mental peak which by the way we are going to be doing some acting later as well but i to to do what an adult works their whole life to do at age eight 
Like, where well, do you go from there? And by the way, eight, like kids are like, if, if they if they can actually read lines, uh, not Farrah's girl from Teen Mom. She sucks as an actor, as a child actor, but... Sophia? Sophia, yeah. Uh, okay. But uh, but if you can teach, like if a kid can basically read lines, they have such a better chance of being a better actor than any adult because they don't have all the years of shit piled onto them that yeah. like, actors have to like plow through to be able to be somebody else. Right. I'm just going to talk. Let's talk Tight. to you about So, this. well, basically, like, these girls love to smoke weed. That's another thing I want to talk about. And I thought of it because I thought about how I got my weed card today. I had an agenda today, things I had to do. I had to go to the weed store because I don't know when I'm going to get my card done again. Yeah. So. Wait, so did you buy, like, the whole store? I bought a, I bought a decent amount. I bought, like, $200 worth of things. Were they like, Miss McAleer? Um, no, but they know who I am. Yeah. But it's same. But, like. FYI, like, do you understand? Like, a lot of people go like every day. Like, I have seen people that like close the store the night before come in first thing in the morning and be like, "Hey, like, literally the <laughs> guy was there last night." Or I've seen people come in so drunk, like they've been up doing coke and drinking all night, and they come in and to the weed store as soon as it opens on a Saturday morning or Sunday morning. It's the saddest thing in the whole world. Um, so I, I'm certainly not. Um, I think, I think I'm a beloved customer. I don't think I'm like. You're not the customer. No, but anyway, um, I just also so I ate five weed gummy worms before you guys. Wait, are you shitting me? No. So I'm blazed too. Just full disclosure. I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) I love how she drops this. I just wanted to let you know I'm about to have like an out of body experience. So if you no, and Steven could just not, chat, it's not that much. We're it's, not even here right now. Yeah, not, yeah. It's not that much. It's just, um, yeah. I just wanted to. So. Okay. Yeah. But so I like, also think like now you know I was kind of being like a bad. I was inspired. You being a bad girl. To be a bad girl. <laughs> yeah, and you know these girls are bad immediately in this movie. But wait, I, real quick though. So. But why five? Like, why, like, hey, maybe two. That would be, like, a good amount. But, like, why five? Like. Oh, because of the, I know what the dosage was. And I was, like, okay, that's, like, fair. It was, like, you can like withstand five, five milligrams. So I had. Oh, so five milligrams? Five milligrams total. Oh, that's not. No. Yeah. That's why I'm saying. It's, like, I, it, these are my confessions. Not a big deal. But, like, also, these <laughs> girls like to smoke weed. Wait, wait. Can I just point out, <laughs> you said confession and Steven goes, Confe- like Usher, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Confession, like he this literally did this confession. little dance, like yes. he was so excited. That was my <laughs> like. This, love Usher. My, that was my sophomore like homecoming dance like jam. I mean, Stephen came alive. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea you love that song. It's a classic. <laughs> yeah, so I was just coming clean. Um, but no, so there's some things that we want to get into. First of all, wasn't the Fab Five also the name of, like the U.S. gymnastics team that like was very famous for America. They got, like, all the medals. Yeah, and then, of course, the Fab Four. Right. Well, who are they? The Stones. Oh, oh the Beatles. Like, what are, oh. Who are they? Yeah. <laughs> so, but, like, also, like, do you think it was disrespectful of Lifetime or the U.S. Olympic team to name? I don't, I don't think Lifetime ever comes close to ever thinking about respect. Like, I don't think, I mean, not, in a, no, no, I love Lifetime. This also happened a lot longer, I think, before the Fab Five. Yeah, nobody's, five. like, cross-referencing, like, Jim, I just found out the U.S. Olympics team was named the Fab Five. We've got to pick a different name. Well, no, but, like, these girls, like, you know, are kind of athletic and, like, those... <laughs> 
I just was thinking about that a lot. Every time I typed, you were in, thinking about the athletic girls. Every time, yeah. Uh, I was thinking no, about I'm their life like, bodies. This is just like parallel. It's too parallel for me for like American heroes to be compared to these like kind of petty skanks. Like they're not even like. Nothing like even that crazy happens with these girls. No, nothing crazy. Like it's really pedestrian what they try to make into plot devices here. But so you think maybe there's a chance the 80s Olympic team like watched this and was like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't think it was the 80s. I think it was like those little girls in 2014. Oh, okay. So it's recent. Yeah. Okay. They're just little girls and they like won the whole Olympics. Are you about to cry? (laughs) No. So I decided to look up because I don't know. Oh, I don't know if I should read this before or after the Newsweek article on what. Oh, really I saw happened. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, so this is Fab Five, the Texas cheerleader scandal. Oh yeah, Fab Five, Texas cheerleader yeah. scandal. Uh, as it says also in probably the title of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, Ryan. You're such a dick. I'm sorry. No. You, uh, that was a dick thing to can't say. Can't believe she took five, Stephen, right? Five? <laughs> so, um, in real life, this took place in McKinney, North Texas, but in the movie, it takes place in some place called Jackson, right? Yeah. So, I look up the real scandal because I'm like, this is not, like, this is something you wouldn't even have to get the rights to. Like, this isn't even a big enough news story. Wag, yeah, it wasn't digging. like everybody was needing to get the rights to this story. No, and by the way, this um, was published on January 1st, 2007. This movie came out in 2008. Nice turnaround. Also, like, is this New Year's Day news? <laughs> this is, like, the first day of 2007. I was starting my year and strong, and then I had to read this. Cheerleaders run amok in Texas. By Arian Campo Flores. <laughs> the pictures posted on MySpace.com looked like the le- the latest installment of Girls Gone Wild. In them, cheerleaders from McKinney North High School in Texas exhibited a variety of body behavior. One shot showed a bikini-clad girl sharing a bottle of booze with a friend. What? Another featured a cheerleader and several other girls in risque positions offering glimpses of their panties. Like missionary. But the most infamous photo of them all was... <laughs> Taken in condom in a condoms to go store. <laughs> <laughs> condoms to go. Five smiling cheerleaders dressed in uniform pose with large candles shaped like penises. At least Dildos. one of them appeared to be simulating fellatio. Quote, it would be an overstatement to describe any of the photographics photographs as pornographic, but it would be an understatement to describe them as harmless hijinks, wrote Harold Jones, a lawyer hired by the school district to investigate the incident. Quite frankly, I personally found it creepy. What a weird weird word to use for a professional article. Sorry. Uh, So I'm just going to skip ahead. Basically, it just says, like, this is who the Fab Five are. The the alleged ringleader is the daughter of McKinney North's principal, Linda Threat, uh, and she's Tibbet in the movie. She's BLT. She's blazing Lorraine Tibbet. I love that they even kept the same uh, initials, though, because that's so rare in, like, a true to thing. Like, they always change, like, the names fully. Uh, Help prompt Threat's resignation on December 21st. First, Brenner remains on paid leave as he fights to retrain his job. But Jones's report takes plenty of others to task as well, from parents to police. Kids will be kids, but adults have to be adults, he wrote. Sadly, in this saga, I was struck by the reticence of many adults to accept the role of being a grown-up. So where do we get to the part of the shit they actually this did? This guy that writes like, like a Pulp Fiction novel. Like That's like weird. This is amazing. Okay, so this is the, this is the paragraph that really gets it going. 
The problems culminated this fall under the most recent cheerleading coach, uh, Michaela Ward. Through her relationship with the, though her relationship with the girl started off amicably, things quickly soured. Among the pranks, they allegedly pulled on Ward, giving her what the report described as a chocolate tampon. Classic. Now that's a fucking I didn't prank, know what that dude. Was. And, and sending racy text messages from her cell phone to her husband and another coach. Um, so do you know what a chocolate tampon is? Is it a tampon covered in chocolate? No, it's when you shove a tampon up your ass and then throw it at someone. Okay. See, but that would have been a great scene in the movie. Like, okay, well, there's that. a chocolate tampon would have been an excellent scene. But like, also, do you understand like that level of demented that it's like you're like first of all, like that wouldn't be like a fun thing to do to just like stick a tampon in your ass. Yeah, like that hurts that person as well. Like that's <laughs> right. hey, guys. <laughs> I've got it fully in. She's going to pay. Like, <laughs> it's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I mean, that really is like the heart of this movie is that high school girls are fucking stupid. And these ones are a little bit more clever because they have power. But high school girls are dumb. They get upset about dumb things and they have really dumb ideas. And then they put tampons in their buttholes. Like, that's not, it's just not a I classy mean, to say move. the least. Yeah, can you imagine the guy that's like dating that girl? And it's like, <laughs> She's like, babe, guess what I did? I totally got her. What'd you do? I stuck a tampon in my butt, and he's like, whoa, 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 babe, that's not cool. Kiss me. Yeah, it's really fucking gross. Um, so I was surprised to hear that, and that wasn't included in the movie. But Deleted scene. These are bad girls, basically, is what you need to know. But they're not that bad. Like, the team basically got kind of spread apart. Like... Well, there they was were a no, disciplinary action, and you, as you see through the movie, they're like into like, like stomping and kicking girls in the stomach and stuff like that. That was pretty bad. I mean, that was bad girl behavior. Yeah, but that happens at high schools all over the country. I, I mean, I have a question to ask you about this, but like, have you ever like kicked somebody in the stomach or been no, kicked in the I've stomach? No, I've never been hit in my life, and I've never hit. I've never like beat. No, I've never like. Scrapped with a girl? Like, are you? Wait, do wait, I look wait, like someone who's ever? First off, that's not even a crazy question. But like, you've never scrapped with anybody. Are you being serious? I, I'm not. Not being. Do serious? I look like a person who's ever fought anyone in my life? I could see. If you think I, I fought could, someone in my life, you are insane. I could see your loose lips getting you into some trouble. And you no, call somebody a, a slut, like, hey, slut. No, I wouldn't do that. What are you, ta- like, what are you talking about? I'm just having conversations. There's like, a chance that I could get, I feel like, yes, there have been chances in life where I probably could have gotten punched if I was dealing with a crazy person. But, like, because I do have a mouth on me. And, like, definitely when I was younger, I would never, I don't, who would I call a slut now? Like, Ed? Yeah, like if I screamed, dude, Ed has every right to smack you in the face. No, if I said that he'd like love, he'd be like flattered. Like I don't, I wouldn't. (laughs) I I know who to call a slut. Okay, Um, (laughs) but like, no, 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 no. And like, secondly, like I, I'm, I'm not that confront. I'm not a physically confrontational person. Have you ever been around a girl get into a fight that you've had to watch or break up? No. What kind of people do you think I fucking surround myself with? I didn't know before I met you. Maybe you had like a like a bad crew. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, like, 
why do you think? I mean, who they, know, do you think I live in Greece or something? I, like what? What? Who, like like the writing oh. staff of two broke girls might have been an intense staff. Oh I don't my know. god, no, no, don't even kid about that. That no one has. No, I've never seen. I honestly. I did see uh, once it was at a party years ago in a person who seemed to be on some sort of like bath salts. It was like actually a premiere and some person who seemed to be on like bath salts or something yeah. got past security and just started taking swings at one of the party goers. And like I saw him get taken to the ground. But like that was yeah. like that. That's like the clo- I mean, like the, literally the only person I think I've ever seen just like start throwing punches was on fucking bath salts. Yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of fights because of the nightclub, like you could, and like, oh yeah, people, and like you can always feel like there's Do people like that- know you worked at a nightclub. You're such a jerk. No, I'm being serious. No, should no. We just slow down. And, <laughs> should we just slow down and maybe say because you so just I used said to work because of a, the nightclub? I very used to be. I used to be a manager at a nightclub, but it was like one of the like a fancier place. But we would have like it was re- like Denny's after dark. Yeah, have you ever been to Denny's? <laughs> like, but like after dark. Um, no, it was actually a really like, but there would always be fights, and there would be that like. You know, like when somebody gets into a fight, like like it, like the no, air, it, no, cut. okay, <laughs> from yeah. TV, from television, film, which by the way, I'm guessing are not how real fights go. Hey guys, write in if you've seen Molly be around a fight. I have a feeling. No, no, I'm just saying I saw a lot of fights. If I've seen one, I've blacked it out. It's traumatic, but no, I just like I saw a lot of people get into fights on alcohol, and uh, on, alcohol. on alcohol. Yeah, that's a stimulant. Mm. No, I mean like. No, I've heard of fights. Like, um, like one of my friends had to fucking drop kick a guy, like in a club downtown or outside of a club downtown because he was being like rude to his girlfriend, like um, on the street. I, I, but like as soon as like, it was kind of like two hits, you know, like he was done. Yeah, like the only times I, I, I got into a fight defending my sister in elementary school, and I threw a piece of wood at some kid uh, and, and then my dad was proud of me and took me to see the karate kid after that. Um, but then I did what I, I was talking about this the other day. I went to a Ben folds five concert when I first moved here. Cause yeah. that's where like, it's an intense crowd. And uh, some guy pushed past me and the girl I was dating at the time and like, was just like wasted. And then afterwards he kept pushing and my girlfriend was like, uh, Hey, you owe me an apology. And he was like, fuck you, bitch. And I was like, oh no, now I have to step in. And I was like, what'd you say? And uh, he was like, you heard what I said. And I was like, oh no. And then he pushed me and I was like, oh no. And so- What about I, taking the high road? Uh, Molly, I had just seen a Ben Folds 5 concert. I was amped. Um, <laughs> and he, he said, so then all of a sudden this came out. I said, bring it, meat. And I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've never said that in my life. I don't even know what meat means. And then he brought it. He like pushed me really hard. And then I pushed him. And then all of a sudden a parent got involved and like, st- like got you in between said, us. bring it meat? Yes. I said, I said, bring it meat. And like, at the, it's like those moments where you're like, where did that come from? It's like, I had a superpower because <laughs> it was like kind of a cool thing to say, but like kind of lame at the same time. <laughs> Anyways, you got me. How old were you? Uh, I was probably like 24, 25. I don't know. Yeah. I, no, it's not normal. Like it's, but I don't know. That's that's the only close to fight I've been in, I guess. Okay, so then uh, that's cool. I mean, I guess I got into like a slap fight with my cousin when I was like five. Oh, I thought you were gonna be like thirteen or something. No, no, there's just no reason to hit. Like no, people. no, like yanking hair or anything. No, not at no, not at that age. Certainly not. Like no. No sp- okay. I grew up in Lexington, Massachusetts, and I went to Boston College. Maybe like drunk dudes fought there. I don't know, but like, 
everyone is kind of just like a fucking nerd. I don't know. Like no one, but maybe civilized would be the word, not nerd. Like maybe we're all just like, we don't just fight. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, that's, and that's the correct behavior to exhibit. But did, were you ever, were you ever, or did you ever come close to being a cheerleader? No, not at all. That was never in my personality. You. Yeah, I was a cheerleader. I could see that. No, I know you could see it. I'm very. I I like know you. Like the male cheerleader that's like no, in I did. For I the did. Athletic I part. did. No, I double lettered in high school. Uh, it was it no, but it was for theater and show choir. Um, you could actually letter in those things, uh, but no, I was not a male cheerleader. Okay, well, yeah, because that'd be a stretch from what you just said. So. Let's start going through the movie. <laughs> I'm no, I'm through here. <laughs> it opens with a song that you and I talked about. We already have a challenge for our audience. So it opens up with the cheerleading squad doing a, I guess, a routine. Yeah, They're it, very sexy. By the way, it was like more of the camera movements that kind of made it seem like a routine. But if you look closely, it's not really a routine. It's, it's so just basic. It's like a stripper. Like, it's like basically like a really good stripper's like routine. Yeah, without a pole. Yeah, right. Like it's exactly. Like, because like their skirt, they were doing like slow mo, and their skirts were flying up, and you know, but it wasn't anything like I was like very Whoa. gratuitous. But it's set to American Woman, which sets the tone for the movie because I said to Ryan, like this song is like one of those particular songs that when you hear it, you understand the exact intent of what they are going, like what they are trying. They only play it in certain movies, but it's always played in the same context, which is just that, like the woman that you were looking at. What did I say yesterday? She's going to murder you with her vagina. Yeah. Like, that is what you're supposed to take from this. And that's yeah. what you got from these girls. Like, they American held woman, all get away from me. The Ameri- power. Yeah, like, it's like one of those, it's a horrifying song. And uh, and that sets up, like, the movie immediately. And it's not even like, it's like, but it's, it's, it's not Lenny Kravitz, but it's like a version of the Lenny Kravitz American Woman. No, it's a, I think it's the original. No, it's not the original. Like the original 60s version of American Woman? Yeah. No. I think it is. Oh, there's no way they could afford that. I mean, I don't know. Okay. Wouldn't they have to buy it? Wouldn't, either way, wouldn't you technically be affording it? Because no, because you have to license it from the person. No, who because if you get it? somebody to do a cover of it, like some no-name person, you you pay way less than the actual original artist. Okay. Maybe I heard differently through my YouTube. I mean, can we play a little bit, Stephen? But I wanted to say that ultimately I, I, have a, I have a contest for you guys. I want you guys to take that song and put it over like a 30 second clip of literally any woman in, or man in any movie ever and see if it does not automatically become a sexy scene and post it to our Facebook group, which is, I believe, called it's called uh, Eight Inches Uncut. Just search for that. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, you had pointed out the example of like putting it underneath. Um, uh, what's the monster monster? And you said, what did you say? Precious. Uh, yeah, I said Precious, uh, based on the novel Push. Push by Sapphire. Yeah, I love Push. Um, by the way, on my friend Max's, um, my friend Max's, like, best of 2006 photo album, he just sent me, like, the screenshot from his iPhone today. The picture is me and the actress who played Precious. For real? Gabourey yeah. Sidibe? Yeah. You have Queen. a picture with Gabourey? Yeah, to, Max took me to, like, from my birth. it was on my birthday, the Golden Globes, like, um, Fox after party. Wow. Yeah, we got 
it was fun. It was fun because there was a whole bunch. I watched I like, it to like Ridley we got, Scott. It was fun. Yeah. It was well. Max like literally stunned me with his drinking. Like he did laps on me. Like I by the time I would have half of one drink done, he would be on the next oh, drink. Honey. So there was times where I was walking around with two drinks full in one hand and another because I just kept every, I just kept taking one every time he took one. So. Um, we got pretty hammered. Um, Max dared me to walk up to Ridley Scott and his wife and tell them that um, they deserve a threesome, and I did. <laughs> and how did it go? <laughs> we I went home together. I wanted yeah. a selfie. <laughs> and I just was like, I was like, okay, I hope you, I hope you guys have a good night. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So that was me, Ridley Scott. I know you're listening. <laughs> Honey, I found who it was. Um, that mystery girl <laughs> from uh, the Golden Globes party five years ago or whatever. A Craigslist, um, uh, what are those Craigslist ads? Like, you were at the Golden Globes and came up to me and my oh, wife and wanted a threesome. Like, no, I wasn't su- suggesting with me. I wasn't suggesting with oh, me. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were I suggesting just saying, with you. I was just saying, no, you deserve a threesome tonight. Okay, but you could see where they might think it would be you. Anyway. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, <laughs> um, Ashley Benson's character, who's, her name is Brooke, right? You're going to have to help me with that name. Yeah, Brooke. Totally Brooke. Brooke? Uh, totally Brooke. Killing, you're killing it, Molly. Um, Brooke Tippett. Um, she cuts off... Like the last cheerleader, like the one who's a nerd. Yeah. She cuts her up before she's supposed to do like her big jumpy thing. Yep. And the routine ends and like the audience explodes. Coach basically like Coach Hanley comes her. up. Yeah. And she's, she's like an like, old bag. Coach Hanley is not an attractive lady. She's like from a John Hughes movie. Yeah, totally. Like it's like oh, oh it's like, like Joan Cusack, but like shorter and bigger. But like it's like a very no. It's like they like literally like we're like we're looking for like someone to be an unsightly teacher that all students would uh, turn away from in the hallway. Like yes, literally. Exactly. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> there always was one like that where you'd just be like, dude, what is your home life? Like that's how the rumors that teachers can't have home life start because of teachers like that they're just like well you can't possibly do things at your house yeah you don't take care of yourself at all <laughs> it's sad she's probably grading papers feeding her cat <laughs> i don't know no cats cats no there's i mean i'm just saying she might have one cat yeah no uh <laughs> accoutrement yeah um um but anyways so coach and coach quits. yeah and yeah, he comes up was like megan you you know uh you can't have that last tumble yeah. And like calls her out like immediately. Just being a bitch. And in front of like, by the way, in front of the school, which the school only has like, I guess like 70 people because there was only like 50 people watching this thing. I mean, I guess it was like a halftime show or something, but I'm also like, is this just like a cheerleading performance? It, because it seemed like it was that intimate. Like they were just there for the cheer. Yeah, because there was no like, well, guys, that was the pep rally. Let's all go back to class. Like the, the cheer ended and then we like she has an argument with Coach Hanley. But maybe at schools where like cheerleading is like athletic on that level and people are really that into it. It is its own like thing. Yeah, no, I could see. And probably, you know, in terms of the movie, they couldn't do the cheerleading culture is wild, man. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize, like, they had a scene in there where they were talking about cheerleading magazines. Uh, like, cheerleading you, oh, monthly. to say the least. Ryan, like, like, cheerleading is a huge industry. Oh, is it a, a big, is it a, is it a, is it a, gro- is it a growth industry? 
Well, look, dude, like do you, people pay so much to be involved in it. People like, yeah. even in the end, like people throughout their adult years, like, you know this, are you mocking me? You I'm not mocking you at all. Because like NFL cheerleaders basically pay to be NFL cheerleaders. That's, you're right. Yeah. So it's like, this is like, it's like a, it's like a lifestyle thing. Well, and also, and I'm, and especially Texas. Yeah. On top of that, you know, with yeah. the, the football craze in Texas, which by the way, this will be, we'll mention this many times. Nobody, it says the Texas cheerleader scandal, yet nobody is Southern or has any kind of, there's like one girl that kind of has an accent. Yeah, that's the other, yeah, totally. For especially like, I mean, these people probably have the thickest accents in real life, which would have made it so much better, like the bitchiness. And entertaining, like, because yeah, with like, the twang, like. Because well, it was great in the client list. Yeah. Yeah. Steven's nodding. He well, but agrees. Like, by the way, you get this, and like nobody asked the director, like, "Do you want me to ha- like do an accent?" Like even Blazing Lorraine Tippett, BLT Tatum O'Neill, I think that's like uh, uh, made for an accent. Well, you know, okay, so you know I'm a big uh, PLL head. Yeah. Okay, so I love Ashley Benson, and I have had a theory about her for years, and this is important too. I think Jenna Dewan and Ashley Benson it needed to rely on whether or not they could do it. Uh, Jenna, not maybe not so much because her character came from out of town. But I have long suspected that Ashley Benson might have had a childhood speech impediment because I can hear a way that she's like compensating for it in her voice. Yeah. So I would imagine she would have a very hard time doing something like an accent. So maybe like they started like the work on it and she started with an accent and it just wasn't flying. Or like, like nobody will have an accent. they realized they had her as a lead, they were just like, if our lead can't do it, it doesn't make sense for her mom to do it. It doesn't make sense for all the other kids. It would be an eyesore. But why call it the Texas cheerleader scan- like story? Why can't you just call it the cheer, like, you know, Fab well, Five, the cheerleader story? That's the other thing is that I'm, I'm saying kind of like, why was this a made for TV movie out of this? Or, or why, was, why was this a rip from the headlines at all? Because this could just be a great movie about bitchy cheerleaders and they could have taken total liberties with it yeah but like they had to like kind of set it up around these like not so scandalous events anyway it wasn't like at any point i mean yeah they drank they went to a sex shop they said bitchy things but like they did normal high school stuff kids fucking kill each other kids like you know like uh the cyber bullying like the the people do teenagers do terrible things this movie puts out so many things that you think are going to come back to play a role and none of it it like none of it leads anywhere texas doesn't matter at all like there's not, I mean, yeah, like we talked about that many times where I thought like somebody was going to die. Somebody was going to be a prostitute. I thought the teacher was going to fuck the girl. Like, I mean, like none of it happened. Yeah. Sorry. Make love to the girl. Lots like none stuff. of it happened. Yeah. <laughs> make love to the girl. So, uh, young Jenna Duan's doing what, what my favorite thing that happens when, um, a new teacher comes to a school and they're waiting in the principal's office to meet them for the first time, which is staring around at the walls with wonder in their eyes. Like, like these, this is the big show. Like, like, wow. Like she has a college degree on her wall and look, pictures of students doing things it's like there's it's like <laughs> the story the, the stories NASA were headquarters. true the stories were true i mean i guess so but, i but, mean but didn't you think when she first got introduced like i wasn't familiar with the story when she came on i thought she was a new cheerleader because they looked the same age i thought that she was um more likely like a uh college student or something like that oh so you did think you saw a little wisdom i saw that she i mean she's i know she's definitely older than those other actresses so i think that that's oh really like i always thought i mean it seemed like uh i can't tell age that well but i thought they were like similar looking i mean again i watch this on youtube where everything is fuzzy so 
Um, but like Jenna Dewan's look has always been very interesting to me. I can almost never really tell what her age is. Not in a rude way, but like I wouldn't. Sometimes I think she's 22. Sometimes I think she's 32. Yeah, I could see that. Um, okay, so she meets BLT, uh, Blaze and Lorraine Tippett. Yeah, and that's when she says, you know, BLT, I'm Blaze and Lorraine Tippett. May I also point out, though, if you have a name like BLT, wouldn't it also have dialogue that goes along with it saying why they call me BLT? Blazing, like, wouldn't be like, they call me Blazing because I used to, like, I, I had a crazy upbringing. Like, wouldn't you get into that history a little bit about why you, you're called Blazing? I just think it's like, it, I just think it's like a descriptor that made sense with the last two letter, letters of her name. Like, I, just, I mean, I, if I it, just, it was like ALT, that wouldn't really mean anything. Well, it's like my mom always called me BLT because I was just, I was. Well, I mean. I mean, she's a she is a pretty bitch in principle. Like she lets these girls get away with fucking murder. That's not she's bitching. She's a fucking coward, Molly. No, I know, but to these to the girls who nicknamed her that, they're like, yeah, let's build up this old bag that's letting us do whatever we want. <laughs> what's gonna work, Blazing Lorraine? Sure, perfect. BLT. Guess Great. what? I got a Rolls nickname today. Tongue. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Uh. So um, Jenna's gonna be uh, her character. What's it? Coach Car. She's going to be Emma Carr. She's going to be yeah. a geography teacher, and she's going to be the coach. Um, she, she does goes it all. to the teacher's lounge. She meets the cute tennis coach. She's like the cute like guy in the movie. He's the one for like the ladies at home. Um, and he tells... <laughs> for all you lady boners out there, this is... Because, you know, I mean, like, dude, I don't know who it is, but you know there's like women who like t- tune into Lifetime like it's pornography, right? Wait, what do you mean? Like they, these are like their hot guys and their love stories. Like this is like this is like hot for them. Uh, this is more than just a movie. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious. Uh, okay, okay, <laughs> I got it. No, girls well, are like no, girls are being swept away in the the magic and the romance. Yeah, but were we? I, th- I thought you were gonna say something about the movie. Oh no, no, I was saying, I was saying, did we meet the girls first or did you meet the teacher? The the. No, we meet the girls first in the gym. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Oh no, psych. You're right. Sorry. You're right. We meet uh we meet the teacher first. We, and which by the way, we meet the teacher first? Yeah. Yeah. He's like you're the new sacrifice. Yeah, and isn't that the scene also where they place the bet? Yeah, they decide to do a pool to see how long she's going to last. Which by the way, they don't say how much money the bet is, and then later in the film, he's like, "Here's your $200." She made a $200 fucking bet on the no, first think, day of school? I think a lot of people got in on the pool. Oh, I thought it was just her, him, and the other teacher. No, that's a large assumption, Because I was Ryan. like, that's a lot of money for, like, a first-time... For, first for time... public school teachers? Yeah, I was like, you got 200 on this? Like, that. he came up, he was like, here's your 200 I was like, my God. They have, like, terrible gambling problems. That's <laughs> the secret. Like, How was, do you think we've been surviving these bitches? I was aghast when he was like, here's your 200 I haven't been able to drink for years. My wife won't let me. I gamble my money away instead (laughs) it's back at home jenna's so excited tell her husband all about it this is where we kind of get this set up on how she came to get this job what her intentions are what kind of person we're dealing with oh wait uh can we talk about though when she watches the cheerleaders like for the first time and she's like she watches them for like five seconds with blt and she's like these girls are good and they're basically doing nothing in the gym Oh, yeah. I think I was so unimpressed by that scene. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's like the big introduction. I skipped over it. It's like, we're all about girl power here, aren't we, ladies? Yeah. All right. 
stuck with me. Girl power. Yeah. yeah. You were like, you really like clung to that girl power message. Yeah, I did. Okay. So uh, I mean, Jenna's really excited out. to tell her husband about uh, this new, this new gig. Hey, how'd it go? Well, I only saw him for a couple minutes, but what I did see, Tim, they were good. They were really sloppy and they had no polish, but I have some incredible athletes to work with. That's great. So no regrets moving here, huh? Well, I miss my mom. I miss my morning runs with Heather. I miss us going to church with John and Anita. You want to head back home? No. I want to see my husband get his master's degree. Then what did you have planned? Maybe making my mama a grandmama. Why don't you take that coat off? Why don't you... What a fun, sexy life she has. <laughs> Why'd you take that coat off? No, I have a tampon in my butt right now. Um, wait, by the way, no, wait, Molly, by the way. Ryan, gross. You're gross, but by the way, she, literally the things that she misses is going to church with another couple. Like, I know, I'm not bagging on church at all, but like, is that a thing? I, please write in. Is that a thing for churchgoers? Do you guys go as, oh, you, they go as couples? What do you need like, me to tell you that? Like, yes, of course. A, lot, a church is a big deal for a lot of people no, in this I know country. It's a big deal. I just didn't and it's realize, a community thing. I just didn't realize it was like a double yeah, date they kind get, of situation. Maybe they get brunch after. They go with their favorite couple friends from college. They've all known each other. They, well, see, they're still religious. Nice. Like, yeah, they get brunch after maybe. They have a big lunch at someone's mom's house. You know, whatever. Maybe they go pick up flowers, bring it to their grandmother's. It the starts the day off. It starts their Sunday off well. Yeah, or it begins their week well. No, it's it sounds nice. Like I just didn't realize you did it like as a couple thing because I that stuck out to me. I think you can have church friends. That and no, no, I agree. Yeah, that. you know, I think some people only have church. Like some people only have church friends, and then wags. Wags is like, no new church friends. <laughs> He's so cute right now. Um, so back at school, the cheerleaders are going to skip class. They don't want to learn about McCarthyism. Yeah, we, yeah they drop McCarthyism, yeah. which by the way, the, like... That's I such was, like a screenwriter being like, uh, <laughs> like literally McCarthyism. Like, I was like, it was so out of place for a cheerleader to drop McCarthyism that yeah. it, like I literally rewound it like a couple times to like go, how does this fit in? And then another scene somebody brings up like kind of a big history thing too, and I was like, dang. Yeah, dang. I mean, I guess they're trying to be like, no, these girls are like seniors, like they like rule the school. They yeah, they did their junior year McCarthy paper. So Brooke's being a bitch. I love it when she says to some like just guy walking by the quad. She's like, stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, no, she goes what is she uh she's like the girls on their cell phone two guys pass and have that look like hey hot cheerleaders um yeah stupid mccarthyism and then what is it oh pick your sorry please stop drooling you're going to get my shoes wet <laughs> and then the guys if you watch the guys bump into each other like the three stooges like they're like oh somebody called us out mm-hmm. and it's like zoinks zoinks like it is crazy watching these guys like do their physical comedy like she says this and then they literally like bump into because each other. in my world like i think if a girl like m- my version of knowing high school guys would be like 
who said I was looking at you, you fucking bitch? Like, that's what guys would have said at my school. If some girl was like, stop looking at me. What'd you fucking I wasn't say looking to me? At you, you fucking dyke. Like, people were terrible. I wasn't looking at you, dyke. <laughs> you wish. Terrible. You fucking dog. I'll give you something oh to look at. Dude, guys calling girls dogs. The girl that put her camp on her butt. We're like, <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> um, wait, by the way, also, and I, and I had a question to ask you: like, do cheerleaders like are they required to wear their uniform every day? No, but I mean, why not? Yeah, it's, in, it's like an easy choice in te- film yeah. and television. I mean, there was a lot of girls actually who I would say wore their uniform at, uh, as often as possible, at least like two or three times a week. Yeah, like on game days, no matter what the sport was. Like, and there were certain ones that really adhered to it too. Like, I remember one girl. I was like, "You're just in this for the fucking uniform. Like, you literally like, it's an away game for the chess team. Like, you really do not need to be wearing your uniform as a sign of support today." It's like, yes, I do. Um, Oh, also, that's like, and that's also in the same kind of that we're. What's the redhead girl's name? Um, Ugh, I don't know. Big Red. Yeah, Big Red. Let's call her Big Red. Uh, is that we kind of discovered that she's like kind of a creepy stalker for the teacher, for the tennis coach. Yeah. Yeah. She wants him real bad. She has super bad daddy and She's going to get it, dude. And like the thing is, it's so disturbing too because it's like, it's not even, she looks so young. Like as you said, she yes, needs to like grow into her face a like little bit. It's like the vampire. It's like, the, what's her name? Um, uh Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, where she's like, I feel like she's like suspended in time, where she's not going to grow. She's never going to look older than how she looks in this film. Yeah, it was really that. I think that added an extra level to it for sure. And then also, you know, if there's if anyone's superstitious about redheads, it also just like is not fair. I think to her. Yeah. I think they should have given that to a different, maybe put her in a different role. Also, casting was interesting in this too because I think that there might. I mean. Ashley Benson's really like the only like stunner in this group. The rest of them are like, yeah, that's like a pretty teenage girl. Oh yeah, there was not, I mean, hey. Okay, we took a pizza break. Are we recording? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good pizza break. If you need more pizza, let me know. Something, I think, I think I, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, Wags, I think, sat on my, uh, Did she- did my return. All your... Hold on. It just he just sat on my return button for twenty two pages. <laughs> I will not be ignored, Molly. <laughs> I will not be ignored. I know. At the <laughs> end of the twenty two pages, they scroll in and says, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> Did you not hear me barking, you asshole? I have I a I have a lamb pizza. chop, and I want you to play with me. I only gave him a tiny piece of the bread that we got. Oh, thank God. I thought you were about to say the gummy. No. Oh, my God. No. I only gave him a tiny piece oh my of God. the gummy. I'm I was why, jo- I, Molly, I would never I, drug I my dog. Don't Molly, you put that out into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, now I'm going to live in fear of, like, wags eating don't some gummy. Don't put that out into the universe, like, Ryan. You put it into the universe, you son of a bitch. <laughs> wags was so not going to die of a drug overdose before you put that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wags this is okay here we go got it a lot of pages wags good boy good pages wags knows javascript and html basic stuff like there's a virus on my computer now <laughs> what this is hardcore pornography i didn't put this up here there's just so much child porn <laughs> That's Aww. been downloaded on a public, Aww. on an open, uh, Wags. um, an open source by Wags. Over by the, the way, Wags looks shocked right now that like, 
No drugs. Or just this, said I was into this kitty turns porn. turns into our own <laughs> Lifetime movie. The feds are here well, before we wrap up. By the way, Lifetime, if you want to put this in for production, we can get this out years in. Like, we're putting There's that in the universe. drone outside videoing us as we finish this recording. <laughs> just, yeah, this is this, way better than do Grumpy look Cat. Like between Stephen, Ryan, Stephen's mustache, Ryan's hat, and then just the fact that I am just like in my sweatpants for all the time, we do look like a meeting of pedophiles. I think we look great. I mean, not you, but me and Steven look great. Like, we're going to start like a Mumford and Sons band. <coughs> totally. In jail. <laughs> um, hey, are we allowed to bring fiddles in here? <laughs> I put my fiddle on, on my commissary. <laughs> yeah, I convinced this asshole to buy me a fiddle with his comm. Um, Bed and baggage and fiddles. <laughs> So, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, she like, goes to like, lo- she goes to hand in her teacher to the, her paper to the tennis teacher. Right. Bro, yeah. Cause she's she like, this is skip. a plus material. I'm skipping. Right. Whatever. Um, and she, and he's, she's like, I gotta go. And he's like, no, you have to stay for class. She's like, no, no, no. I had the coach put a note in your mailbox saying that, uh, I could, I could skip, which like the balls. Yeah, you real, but this is another thing where you realize this is a bad girl. Yeah, this isn't like a normal high school. Like, she's a bad girl. You're like fucking with the teacher's mailbox at my high school was like literally like tampering with federal mail. Well, did you? I mean, did we even have access to our teacher's mailboxes? I remember like if you 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 could like sometimes go put something in a teacher's mailbox, but like if anyone was ever caught taking something out, which people definitely did a lot, or like putting something in the wrong mailbox on purpose so the teacher would get it for a few days. That was a big one for wow. something to get like lost in the mail. They'd stick it in like another teacher's mailbox. Jeez. Yeah. It's like shit Send was your going paper down. isn't turned in for three days. Oh, wait. Uh. Oh, I printed out another copy for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and by the way, in this scene also, Big Red is like staring at the teacher like he's a piece of meat while like Brooke is saying that she's, she's gonna like, not. She's like, I'll stay. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Like, like literally sits down and just like undresses him with her eyes. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, and like, I don't know, like these girls will come on to like anyone. Like when they come on to the old vice principal too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm totally. just like, you're sick, dude. Like he's well, so. And, they, and like, they even like when they're at the, how even the porn that? store later, oh, you know, yeah. like the, they have the beer and he's she, she's like is this he's okay like, and he's, he's like, like no he goes he goes are you guys uh he are goes guys, are you guys legal and she goes barely <laughs> but, but by the way he owns a porn store so like he's cool with it like <laughs> that was actually i thought inspired writing no it was that's when it really clicked in yeah it was really good but also like it's also like barely legal but yeah i'm holding a bud light in your sex shop in yeah. my high school cheerleading uniform, sir. <laughs> like, still doesn't really add up. But, um... Okay, wait. Sorry, so... Okay. Hands, hands the paper in. Ashley tells Jenna that she read her cheerleading magazines on her desk, by the way. Yeah, that's... But, by the way, she literally had her bag open and, like, brought her cheerleading magazine that she was in. She wants to be cheerleader of the month, and the reason why is because, wait a minute... If she's on the cover, then she can probably get onto the USC Song Girls, which apparently is the name of their cheerleading team and a terrible name for a cheerleading team. Is that true? The Song Girls? I don't, I actually did not look that up, which we I, were the Lexington Minute Maids. I mean, I guess that's pretty lame too. Minute Men, like, 
okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you hear history. it and you're not impressed, but then when no. you tell the story, I was it's very like swept you're away. Like, you're very like, yeah, the history. I mean, it's not. And it's you not didn't want to be a minute maid ever. No, I mean, I was in the sense that I was on like the swim team, but I wasn't like. Da 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 da. Hold up, you're on the swim team. Yes. Okay, I just thought that was a cool little nugget. I mean, that's a fun fact. Yeah, I was on the swim team. <laughs> I was on the swim team for three years. Did you wear like the swim cap and stuff? Yeah, you have to to compete. I don't know these things, Molly. It's not like it's not like oh, like you just show up and like, you know, like sometimes you can like lay out and then like sometimes you till it's like no, you it's like a fucking sport. You have to wear. You took like, it seriously. You like you had to be on the team. It wasn't like a hobby. Like you couldn't just it's not it's not it's like any team sport. Like you if you don't do the thing then you don't get to be on the team and you did what it took to be on the team yeah and then this is really sad ready i did i was fine i i I did my swim team i was like not the best not the worst i chose a really hard event my senior year so i could just like just like freestyle uh the 500 which is like the distance one so i decided to do that my senior year because like no one ever wanted to do that and i was like that'll just like placate the coach if i just like pick the hardest event so, um, but what happened? What was sad? No. So there was this fucking nerd on our, in our team. Right. And she was like a huge nerd, like an annoying too. Oh. <laughs> I am, I was not a mean girl. I, I wasn't even in a position to be a mean girl, but like I knew a fucking annoying ass bitch when I saw one and this girl was like her, it was like her mom was very involved. Like she was a real like Megan type, like from this movie. Just like her mom was like a, oh, like a booster parent. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like her mom's just everyone's up, up everyone's ass with a tray of brownies. So like, just like in everyone's business. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just like one of those like, ugh. And then like, I don't know. Like, I guess you partially get blamed by proxy for that. But a parent like that also ra- raises a very like specific type of kid. Right? Yeah. So she was such a, like a goody two-shoes or whatever. And then one of you like get to practice and like someone had shit in the pool. Wait, wait, wait. Someone had shit what? Someone had shit in the pool. Okay. Okay. Did you apologize? <laughs> no. Because I didn't do it. Okay. So somebody shit in the pool. So someone shit in the pool and it was a big mystery. It was the guys who practiced before us because they, sometimes they would like leave like, like, Big, they would like, like leave like hawks of mucus in the pool. I mean, they were guys, they were bros. So we would have to like, they would do to like just fuck with us or whatever. And sometimes, okay, whatever. (laughs) No, no, not whatever. You're like sometimes they would. It just says they would like they would be they would leave the pool super greasy. So, um, come to find out, like, so we can't do some practice that day because there's so much in the pool. So come to find out. That this girl who was the nerd or whatever, like as her as her, her like um, I guess peace offering to the rest of us, she threw one of her mom's brownies in the <laughs> So we get but like we were all so appalled by like how ill behaved it was. Like it wasn't even like we're like, girl, this is the swim team. Like this isn't even like the girls lacrosse team or the field hockey team where they do bitchy shit like that. Like we are scandal free over here. Yeah, swim we're team. swim. Uh, and also, like, I mean, like, wow. Like, so it's, it's, it's like, kind of, like, the really lame chick version of, like, well, no, Columbine is not the right thing. But wow. No, no, no. <laughs> Go down that path. Go down that road. It's just, like, I'm going to do something so bad to Heinous. be 
cool. And that everyone, and, and of course, it's not a horrific act in any sense. No one died, but it was something that even the biggest monsters on the team wouldn't have even thought to do because you know what that means. The pool gets shut down. Yeah, they have to we, scrub everything. And it's, also, it's not like we didn't all have to wait an hour for our parents to come pick us up because none, none of us were supposed to get picked up anyway. So we just basically sat around in our, I mean, we do swim and fall in Massachusetts. It's cold as hell. We're all sitting around in our like bathing Your suits one pieces. and like, rip off track pants and like just fucking freezing her asses off anyway i, I, I love that that's things good. backfire man <laughs> but like how what a wild move right no i mean i think that's kind of weirdly impressive you do i do actually i think but that's no like a ballsy move by it i am like that was her idea of how to cart like how about just stop being such a loser well, that maybe. would have been a better way to make friends with all of us than shut down the swim, swim like whole. The whole so in her head, thing. she was like picturing being like hoisted up and like everybody like. Woo. I don't know what she expected. I don't know if she expected like. I mean, like if she thought we were gonna think, what movie is that in where someone throws a Snickers? Caddyshack. Yeah, like what did she, what did she just watch? Yeah. Caddyshack. Like what? Like what? Hey guys, uh, my dad made me watch one of his favorite mom, comedy films last my night. My mom and dad are splitting up, and <laughs> the only movie my dad. I mean, I my dad can't communicate with me so he just does it through film so i act i acted watched out. christmas vacation four times so anyway that was my crazy high school story i just didn't even know you were part of any kind of like school activity like sports i had like 300 hours of community service when i graduated i was like that's yeah because you went up to that you you asked to do you went to the police station right and like asked to do community service Yes, but that's not how I wound up like. That's not the three hundred hours. No, but like I was just very involved. Yeah, like, I did. I did a lot of things. I did a lot of things with church actually, with my church friends. Did you do it with? Did you go with couples? Yeah. Uh, so um, let's just skip ahead. So, what's her face? Uh, the one that's like kind of cute, but not the cutest. Her name begins with a J or something. Jenny. She can't do the back- Jerry, 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 Jerry. She can't do a back handspring because uh, she was in a terrible car accident. And But it gets in like the cheerleading constitution that you have to do a back handspring. Which, that was also news to me. I was like, a cheerleading constitution? Like, that is insane. Well, I think because it's competitive cheerleading on that level, in order to be on a team that competes, you probably have to have... Like you have to have like a standard for that you have to meet for whatever division or whatever yeah. you are varsity whatever. Really? Uh, really? Do you need me to stop him? Because I don't think I can. No, it's fine. Um. <laughs> okay, let's let's get Jerry. Okay, so basically, Jerry. Uh, Jerry. Uh comes in what it says she comes in what is that jenny isn't jerry isn't doing tumbling bitch lorraine excuse me i've got a bone to pick with you over your new cheerleading coach um i'm coach Carr. did you tell my daughter she's not gonna make the squad next year because her doctor won't let her tumble uh, no that's not what i said i did however explain to her the constitutional i don't care about that you're not going to keep Jerry off the squad for something that isn't even her fault. I'll take you and this school to court if I have to. Now, Pam, no need to put the fear of God into my staff. Coach Carr was just telling me about Jerry's predicament. We will get a committee together with our NCA rep and Ray Stoddard at Central Office and we'll come up. Lorraine, I need to know. I what... need to let Coach Carr get back to class and then I'll answer any of the questions that you have. I'll calm her down. Our girls have been friends for years. 
You just keep up the good work. Okay. Oh, thank you. By the way, that's when we kind of start to realize, like, this school is, there's something going it's on. It's crooked. It's crooked. But, and also, kudos to that actress that came in, because she actually made a real choice. What was that choice? She, the, to be... <laughs> Seriously. To, no, her, her, her choice was to be uh, affluently affected and, like, above it all. And, like, you're telling me my daughter... Like, it was, it was actually a choice instead of, like, Tatum O'Neill's just, like, like dead, like, just... Flatline acting because Tatum has no self esteem, and like the people like Jerry's Blackburn's mom is like, she is, she's wealthy, like, she does have self esteem, she does have some weight to throw around. The only weight that BLT has to throw around is that she is the principal of the school, and that, yeah, they, they, they gave her the nickname. But I BLT, mean, yeah. her husband left her, and her daughter's a cunt, so like, she <laughs> basically has nothing. Yeah, no, I just thought it was like, <laughs> In the I was lifetime world, she has nothing. No, <laughs> no, I just thought I was very impressed by that small part that that lady did yeah uh so props to her uh jenna uh jenna why well, i'm gonna coach car or whatever she runs a tryout she's very sweet and encouraging especially the new ones very very we get the vibe she's very inclusive which is not gonna fly um this is nationals right no, this is the tryouts. Okay. Uh, we learned Brooke really hates the, the daughters of the PTA um, or the booster mom. We learned that as well. One is an older one who's brunette and like plain and just shows up to, for teaching moments. And the other one's just this blonde girl that's like there to be tossed around like a rag. Uh, Jerry is uh, the one who can't tumble. She goes out and um, she goes to try out and Jenna tries to stop her. But then Jerry's mom steps in and she's like, no, no, go ahead, Jerry, which is like. Damn. Um, but then we find out Jerry didn't make the team. She was cut. She like, she didn't make the cut. Yeah, because they're all looking at the the paper like like when they did in like school plays, like who made yeah. it? Like they put it up there and they're all looking for their names, even though it's a just like one sheet of paper. Like it's not hard to see whose names. It's pretty uh it's pretty tragic. You knew Coach Carr was planning to make Megan co-captain and you said okay? But I've always been the only captain. Brooke, I can't tell Coach Carr that a girl who's perfectly qualified. Did it occur to you that I'm the best one for the job? Or that Megan has never choreographed a single routine because she sucks at it? You are like everyone else. You think everything I get is because I'm your daughter. I hate you being principal. I don't even have a mom anymore. Brooke, I, I wish you wouldn't say that. Well, the truth hurts, doesn't it, Principal Tippett? So, is Megan still going to be our captain? Megan's not our problem. Our problem is a coach who thinks she can do whatever she wants with our squad. Like hell. So, okay, basically Megan, the booster mom's daughter, is going to be co-captain with her. Yeah. Never happened before. Brooks pissed. Like yeah. these girls are gonna, they, they want revenge. I mean, they didn't just fade to black; they faded to red. Well, they, but this is like where they draw the line in the sand of like, this is our school, this is my team, um, and I've got a problem with my mom, and I'm not letting this coach bitch take control. Kind of like you know, you'd think maybe they're it's about to lead up to a murder or something. Exactly. Right? Like I literally thought some. I thought the house husband, her husband. I thought Janet, Coach yeah. Carr's husband was gonna fucking die. Oh, like, that's a good one. I didn't even think of him as being the victim. I thought yeah. they'd go for something much more obvious. Like they would just go for Coach Carr. No, I think they want to. I think they want her alive to suffer through the loss of her husband. 
So then we see uh, last day of school, Jerry's coming on to the school principal. Typical. Um, her boyfriend pops up around the corner and they start making out. He's older. He's not supposed to be on campus. He's really like, he's like, um, like Roger from Doug, but like the man, you know what I mean? Like he's kind of like that weird villainy, like older, like, yeah, like not, guy. Yeah. Like his hair is all kind of weird. He's uh, like stupid insults. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, what's going on everybody? Like, and he comes up and he like grabs the girl immediately and like, kind of like, like licks her, you know? So this, this is where another thing comes into play that surprised me. And I think originally why I wanted to start talking about my weed card is that these girls smoke a lot of bud in this movie, especially considering it's fucking Texas, man. And like, yes, I know people smoke weed in Texas, but like it's a big fucking deal there. So they're saying that they're going to, a guy comes up and says he's going to try and score some bud for the party. No, I'm going to score some bud for Tabitha's kickback. Yeah, Tabitha is the. Great line. It's (laughs) solid. It is. I'm going to score some bud for, I mean, it's a little heavy handed. I mean, but in this, it, but it was like a shite, like a bright, like Score bright shining. some bud. But a bright shining diamond in the dialogue up to this point. Yeah. Like it immediately stuck out. I would like if he said, I'm going to get some greens or I'm going to get greens. Oh, you, see, that's a good option you could pitch. Yeah. I'm going to pick up nugs. Yeah. These all would work. Yeah. I would have just like, I would have maybe done like a punch on that. Oh, awesome. But wait, wait, wait. <laughs> By the way, the tap of the kickback, this is also when the boyfriend... All of a sudden, they start barking. They're like, woo, 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 woo. sorry, Wax. They, but like, they start barking. Wax is like, wait, what? You're a dog. He liked it. He's like, what, He's like, what the fuck did you say to me? You brought it. I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're at their after school party, which is oh, oh wait, wait, no, the redheaded cheerleader. Um, she goes up to the tennis coach with a mixtape right before. Oh, yeah, slow jams. Yeah, uh, and she's like, "Here, here's a, uh, a mixtape I put together for you every song reminds me of you or something. It's very, like, the more you, the more it sits with you, like, there's almost no circumstance in which it's appropriate to make your teacher a mixtape at the end of the year. Yeah, on top of being, like, a slow mixtape. Like, maybe, maybe. If like, it was, it was like, like, fun songs. Like, these are the songs I get pumped up to. Like, we yeah. cheer to. But like she's not even like a particularly good student. It's not like they had a good relationship. Like even if the songs weren't slow, like unless like that teacher like really like helped you like break through with like a social breakthrough or was like really there for you while your parents were getting a divorce or something, and it was totally platonic. Well, I was wondering really, those are the circumstances you can make your teacher mix. I was wondering what songs were on it. Was it like more of like the like like slow jams like Crash Dave Matthews Band or was it like slow jams like I was Usher like Nelly like cheesy rap like. Stuff like that. Okay, because she, she, I thought she made it sound like it was like slow. Maybe some Texas country. Oh, that's interesting. You know, that's some stuff. I can see that, sure. Um, okay, so it's the after school party. It's getting crazy. Dudes are taking pics of the girls in their bathing suits, telling them to make out. They're obliging. This is the best. So Tabitha's mom shows up to the house and she freaks <laughs> Pissed. out. She's like, there better be some tequila left in there for my margaritas or you are in trouble, which is like the best. Yeah, because this was before Postmates. So like yeah. you need to make sure you have alcohol on hand. But also she comes in like raging like that there's this party and like she's she's just she's just not, concerned that like just, her Costco tequila isn't there. Yeah, she's like, look, I hope you left some booze for me, little slut. <laughs> 
But I wait. Also, I love I love lifetime parties because they try to make it like seem like a rager, and it's only like one blue strobe light, and they're just like shooting everything at an angle, and they'll have the same three extras pass by the do a camera wipe, and like it's like okay, man, I get that this is a rager, but it's just one light. You know who that mom is? Like she is the woman who has like screaming fights with her adult sister on the phone. Dead on. Like that is exactly who that woman is. Like yeah. she still has like. Like, really emotional screaming. No, Cindy, you fuck off. No, it's just like, yeah, no, you always pull this shit. Um, All right, so anyway, uh, Brooke is on her way to cheer camp. She tells her mom that if her dad calls, I'm going to call her cell. Basically, we learn here that Brooke is, like, completely delusional about her relationship with her father, which is hinted at a few times, but it's starting to get a little bit heavy-handed. Like, it's like, why don't you just tell Brooke that her father doesn't love her and that there is no, like, yeah. that. Like, also, it's not subtle at all. Like, Brooke seems like she probably talks about this morning, noon, and night about yeah. going to live with her dad eventually. Yeah. And she has L.A. aspirations, as we know. He lives out in L.A. with his new wife and a baby. So, I mean, like, basically, like... Typical... Brooke is yesterday's news. Like, she was his last life. Like, he doesn't... He doesn't want... It, it upsets the new wife to, to hear about Brooke. Brooke. Yes, absolutely. Like, he's doing it right this time around. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's going to suck for her. Yeah, Maybe that's not. why she's been self-sabotaging herself. No, obviously, there's some real mental stuff she needs to, like, conquer, and we just don't ever see it in this film. Because if she, you know, if she really, like... I don't know. I think that she would have tried to protect her opportunity to go to USC if... She thought that was a viable option for her, but I think deep down she knows she'd never go to L.A. So if she gives herself a reason, like, not getting into USC, it's, like, greater than her dad not loving her. Hey, well, that's the end of the podcast. We can't get better than that. We cannot do better than that. Um, I just wanted to say that. But also, no, I think a couple times, (laughs) and maybe I was reading into this, I think that Brooke knows what a failure she is as a a human being, and it, like, eats her alive every day. Which is sad because she's hot. She but I don't. Like, I don't think she, she knows. Be, no. I don't think oh, she knows Brooke how. Knows she's hot. You know. I think she's. Uh, I go back and forth, Molly. I. <laughs> so um, Brooke's mom hired a limo. Which, by the way, they all show up looking like they're on the cover of a TLC album, except for one girl who's in like a kimono. It's so true. And by the way, they all have these weird plastic purses that they always yeah, carry. Like that it's vinyl, like, like maybe that was the style of the time, I guess. But like it's. Not really. I mean, it's, it was a very low-rent look then. I but mean, it's like, not like those are like... So they're going to New Orleans for cheer camp, which is a couple hours away, I guess. Yeah. And they have uh, a limo. I think it's like Houston's Vegas. That's how I think of it. <laughs> but it's like... But it's daytime. Do you get that dressed up for like a three-hour car ride to like... If you're a bunch of little hoebags going to cheer camp... <laughs> Not all of them are dressed like that. Yeah, I know. Like, that is true. Some of the other girls are just in, like, sweats and T-shirts. And these guys are, like, going to the Globes. Well, I mean, if you didn't notice, like, literally these girls seem to have an endless supply of red lollipops to do phallic things Dude, it is crazy how many lollipops. I'm like, where do they find a store that had just red lollipops? Like, I would love a bag like that. I have those all pink Starbursts that Steven got me. Oh, Steven. You know? I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know where all those red lollipops came from. Sounds like somebody's about to get red lollipops next time. Um, so, <laughs> um, okay, so she finds out, uh, the coach finds out Jerry was added back to the team. The principal's like, yeah, well, you can't do anything about it. Um, first yeah, Tatum's I, like, I don't, like, not on my watch. 
Like right. she's like, she's back on. Yeah. She's, she's like, she, she knows, she knows whose dick she needs to suck and it's not coach cars. So, but don't you also think like, like this is like, I p- kept picturing the fab five, like they needed like a reservoir dog, slow scene where they're all walking to like, dung, dung, yeah. dung, dung. I mean, they kind of had that, I guess. If you want to make that, I mean, I would love for people to submit clips of unsexy scenes to American woman. If you want to make your oh, reservoir dogs fat five. I could be, I could participate. That could be fun. Okay, that's that would fun. be fun. That'd fun treat. Fun treats for you. So, okay. So the girls are in a fight the first night and they basically pump, pump, pump it up, find a way to get the coach out of the, um, out of the hotel for the night. And the coach realizes that she forgot her car keys and she leaves her uh, purse with the girls for a second. Cause they're fighting over duct tape too. Right. Like right then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, details to me tells. And then, so they decide they're going to have some fun with, uh, with a coach cars phone with their phone. And, uh, I think I have that scene. It is pretty, it's pretty legend. It's like, kind. I don't know if you guys ever heard of these sick, um, prank I pulled on my friend, Jason Shapiro, the night of the election, but it's like up there with like top probably best pranks of all time. It's like, watch out, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, I really would love to have a brawl. Yeah, it's so bad. It's hot. You girls sent Coach Reeve a dirty text from my phone? I told you she'd think hotboxing is something about sex. Chill out. It's not about sex. It means smoking weed in your car. Windows up. Get it? Hotbox? And you think that's better? What is wrong with you girls? I am married. Coach Reeve is married. Do you have any idea how ugly this could have gotten? We're sorry, okay? We thought we were doing you a favor. We all know you like Coach Reeve. Never touch my phone again. No problem, Coach Carr. I don't even know what to think about you girls anymore. What are we supposed to think of you? You're having a freaking heart attack over a stupid little joke. We really did think you'd laugh about it. So laugh. It's late. Y'all need to get back to your own rooms. Now! You know, just go. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Nice. To get a life. Why are you here, Brooke? Why are you a cheerleader? Because I'm good at it. You're good at the physical part, but there's more to it than that. It's about being a certain kind of person, a person who cares, cares about her squad, her fellow students, her school. You know what? Save the lecture. The school is all my mother ever talks about. I'm a cheerleader for me. That's what people notice. Look at your uniform. Your name isn't on the back of this. You don't have a number. This uniform isn't about you, Brooke. It's about being a part of something bigger than you. Anyone can get noticed. There's nothing special about that. But it takes someone special to inspire others. Do you want to know why I made Megan co-captain of the squad? Because she knows how to inspire people. And you, Brooke? You don't. Damn. Dude. It, cheerleading is like being a superhero. It's like a huge, with great power comes You're great responsibility. You're a cheerleader, not a cheer follower. 
That's great, Molly. Yeah. That's from a, I think 16. Well, it's definitely from Ferris 16 and pregnant. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but also probably, they probably stole that from bring it on. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so but, like Hotbox, like how does somebody not know what Hotbox is? Like, do, what do you think she thought that text message was? Like, do you think like referring to her privates? I mean, they're like, yeah, they, she probably thought it was like some sort of like sex act. Yeah. Um, and, but he didn't even know either. He's like, what? How dare you do this? Like he's in like, I, I know it wasn't even just like, this is so unprofessional or anything too. He's like, my, my wife is going to love this. But and by like, the way, he didn't seem surprised. He didn't yeah. seem like, he didn't seem like this is out of the ordinary. He was like, how dare you do this with our phones? Yeah, I guess. We got to do this in person. Ew. No, that's what he did. I guess I'm just reading way too much. I've watched this six times now. These are adult relationships, Molly. <laughs> I guess. So, um, I wrote here that I feel like Brooke, this is another good point for Brooke to kill Jenna, uh, Dewan's character, and Megan, the other cheer captain. Yeah, like uh, on the road. Yeah, but instead she turns around and she takes initiative the next day at cheer camp and she like pl- totally plays a part. She pulls it together. Yeah, the new squad is back at school. They're killing it. Yeah, cut, yeah, cut to the fall pep, prep rally, right? And like that's when they like do the full routine. Best they've ever been. Yep. I have an audio clip here. I don't know what it is. I feel like we should um, skip ahead a little bit. Basically, just like we should say that um, the older guy that was dating Jerry is now fully moving after the other brunette girl. Yeah, like shows up at the like 730 in the morning behind a bus. Like, who does that if you're, like, a bad boy? Like, he literally was at... I don't know. Like, he was running to his job to the, at the gas station after or something. Like, it was weird. Like, I don't know what he does. Like, if he works at, like, a bait and tackle shop, if he doesn't work, if he just sells weed. I, did, I was shocked that he was up that early to do this. Like, right. And he was, like, coming on to somebody at, like, the beginning of school. Yeah, that's why I feel like he works in retail. That's great. Like, why else would he be up that early? You're right. But did you also notice the two guys, the two guys that noticed them flirting... They come out of the, they get out of the car at the exact same moment, the exact same way. I and know. They, they stand up and they're like, whoa. Yeah. So it's like these, the two guys that were like the lackeys from before, I guess the ones who were like talking about weed or whatever. So like these are, I mean, I don't know what really their incentive was to do this though. Like. To tattle? Yeah. Like what about bro code? Yeah. No, like they're, they must or be trying to get like with the other girls. The, I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. So they go and tell the other girls that the, that, that. One girl. What was her name? Come on. The well, Jerry and... Uh, Lisa? Lisa, yeah. So um, he tells... The guys tell the girls, the other Fab Five, that he saw Lisa making out with the bad boy that looked like Roger or whatever. And Jerry is not down with that. No. So then they all like basically like... I don't know. It was like kind of like lesbian prison movie. Like they all like chase each other through the school and like they basically in the locker bays. Yeah, and then and then they get to this thing, which just only in movies. Like do these high schools have these like cages. I mean, I guess my high so, school had cages. Dude, I wrote that I was like, yeah, they, she she can't run any longer because she's blocked off by like a, like a door like a like a which prison is like door. Breakfast club. Yeah, I was like, there's no way they would lock the students. In. Maybe they would lock the students in, but like, I think we did have things to separate hallways because they did what some occasionally like wouldn't have classes and. A certain wing, and they wouldn't have any teachers to like watch the wings. Yeah, so they so would they have to close it. off a piece of the hallway so that they wouldn't have to have like people. But there. you know, on Lisa's face, that she's caught, like she can't go any further. She's yeah, like, I have to accept what's coming to me. Yeah, and then Jerry's like, "You're cheating on my boyfriend, you fugly slut." Yeah, it's bad, dude. She fucking gets 
beat the fuck hair out. pulling slapping i wrote it was like 60 days in like because like and also like oh wait no jerry throws her into the locker and then kicks her two times in the stomach what fuck is ash oh her name's ashley no is ashley the little girl who gets i think ashley's the one that's getting hit oh oh no i'm not lisa okay word anyway i think lisa's red oh word 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 you're right ashley's the one that's getting thrown and kicked in the for cheating with the fuckly slut but like the girl or whatever, like she like the teacher comes out and he's like, hey, hey, what's going on here? No, the no, hot no, no, tennis no. guy. And she's like, I'm just I ha- I had a stomach cramp like she doesn't snatch. No, she knows the deal. and She knows when to keep her mouth shut. She knew that she was like kind of flirting with dangerous behavior. So she took what was coming to her. So they're in the middle of a classroom. Lisa answers this uh, call on her cell phone in the middle of the test. She gets all the gossip from Brooke about the um, fight. Which, like, this was in the news article as well, which, like, surprised me. I'm like, that really? Like, again, this is, like, newsworthy? Like, a girl took a call in, like, a call in class? Like, but the teacher was like, we're like, you will not take a call. And, like, Red is like... But that's still not, like, oh, we gotta make a Lifetime movie out of this shit. Like... Wait, you're telling me she answered a phone? Yeah. We need this. And this her friend's good. mom was the principal? Okay, okay. This keeps getting now, better. And they and they posed with dildos i mean it, the dildos was that actually was pretty pretty that poor. is like also like running theme is just like in all lifetime movies kind of at this point which is just like if you put yourself on video at some point this will catch up to you yeah. like that's been a theme in so many it's just like media will fuck you like jody arias media fucked her revenge porn yeah. media fucked her uh mary keila turno if you count a journal as media that fucked her just so never share anything about yourself. Nope. 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 Um, so... But, it, but by the way, this is another thing where I feel like they're like getting some momentum. We just yeah. had a scene where like people are like kicking in the stomach. And then like you, the cell phone thing happens. And I'm like, this movie could like explode into something awesome. And it's just so, about demerits. Yeah, this, so this winds up being this whole thing where basically... Um, she hears um, about the phone call. Coach Carr hears about the phone call from the other teacher. They get together. It they livid. bring it to Brooke's mom. She gets, she's pissed. She's like, I can't believe she did that. A phone? Yeah. So they take it to Brooke's mom and they demand to talk. Like, they demand to, like, get disciplinary action going, blah, yep. blah, blah. Um, Brooke basically fights with her mom. No, Brooke was like, it's, oh, 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 mom, it's like, it's my fault. And BLT is like, no, no. it's Coach Carr's fault. I didn't hire her to go on a witch hunt for demerits. Mm-hmm. And you see that Brooke is fucking satisfied. Like, like finally. It, yeah, she's like, my mom gets it. And also the plan is working. Like she wants to pit them against each other. Why don't you tell me your version of what happened? You don't have a choice. You are getting 10 demerits. No, I'm not. Not unless Mr. Spretnik says so. And he won't. How could you do that? Write me up without even asking me what happened. Okay, first of all, I didn't write you up. Mrs. Durant did. Second of all, it doesn't matter what happened. You girls did what you did, and you have to face the consequences. So if you're not going to sign this, I'm going to be talking to Mr. Spretnik at the end of the day. What is your malfunction, Emma? Well, at the moment, it's your tone, so please watch how you talk to me. Brooke. 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 Do you really think I want to give you demerits after all the hard work you've done? I was crushed when Miss Durant told me you called Lisa in the middle of class. I thought you were better than that. Yeah, that's what I thought about you, too. And believe me. 
I won't ever make that mistake again. Oh, and by the way, um, my mom wants to see you in her office. Now. So you're saying we can't give the girls demerits for phone use in class? No. Jerry had just found out that her boyfriend was cheating on her with Ashley, of all people. Apparently, Jerry said she felt suicidal. And Lisa was worried about her, which is why she picked up the phone. If that was why she answered the phone, you know these girls, how they play with the truth to avoid consequences? Look, whether it's true or not, I think it's wrong to let this slide. I really want to instill a sense of accountability in those girls. It's not your job to hold them accountable. It's my job, and it's Mr. Spretnik's job. I would appreciate it if you do your job and get the squad ready for the game tonight. I know it seems I'm being argumentative. I just, I want to do a good job here. I want to do a good job for you. You're new at this, and you haven't learned yet that the people above you with years of experience have good reasons for their decisions. I need you to start figuring that out. What's your malfunction, Emma? Okay, so we're at practice now. Oh, the girls are on a beer run, but no one has an ID, and they run into some guys they know uh, to buy them booze, and then they see a sex shop, so they go in there. And this is where the phrase riding dirty is introduced. Yeah, you guys which, riding dirty? Yeah, like, and you thought I would know what that meant. I thought that was, like, probably in your vernacular at some point because you always seem like you know, like, I don't know what that, I didn't know like what it meant. Like I know it from songs, but like I can't say certainly like, oh, I know what that means. Like I can assume maybe it's some sort of like driving illegally in some sense. Like it's something was, maybe like it could, but it could also be like. I thought it meant something like with like not using a condom or something like riding dirty. She asking those two guys. It wouldn't in the make car sense in the context of that scene, but. Are you guys having sex without condoms in here? Yeah, that didn't make that didn't make con sex in that context at all. Sometimes we're wrong. Sense in that context at all. Oh my god. And then so, they look over, they see the sexy kitty adult bookstore. She's like, I have something we which could do. Like, I love that it was called condoms for you or something in real in life. In real life. And they thought amazing. sexy kitty is probably what we should go But with. I thought condoms for you is such a better name. Like maybe just like change it slightly. Well, no, because they it's actually so went Texas. and found that that adult bookstore probably exists called sexy kitty. And they're Rob. not going to like pay for a sign. Where do you think they filmed this? Probably Northridge. Really? I, I would imagine. Like, I don't think it's anywhere. I don't think they went on location for this. You don't think they went to Texas? Yeah, we're in I'm Vancouver. such a moron. I, like, totally thought they did. Oh, you did? I mean, I just didn't think about it. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I just I gave it the benefit of the doubt. Uh, well, you get swept away in these things. So they take a bunch of videos in the sex shop. Wait, they wait, do the camera move is awesome. They like pan into the, like you, you, they, they get to the adult bookstore and they pan in on like a boob and then they, they pan up and you realize it's a boob attached to a mannequin. Yeah. Just like a subtle camera move, but I liked it. It was pretty fun. <laughs> uh, and it's like, you know, like kind of like a, 
sex shop in Texas. Like, it's not very... Well, there was, like... Did you notice, like, there was, like, dirty old men extras? Yes. Which would be just, like... Which is, like, also a lot of men to be frequenting the sex shop. Like, which was, by the way, it wasn't just, like, a... Se- it was, like, a sex toy shop. Yeah, it was, so like, like... what are they it was all? extensive. They're buying, like, fleshlights and, like... And, like it was, like, like, a dirty Spencer's Gifts. Yeah, or, like, what are they out picking up something progressive to bring home to their wives? Or, like, are, are these for, you know sex workers they employ i don't know what this is why are all these men in this specific type of sex tour and they all looked like creepy old men which i was like as like they got cast as like oh, what am i playing today a dirty old man great yeah they, great. what do they say like we just need guys like this age to this age to come by and they said this is what you're gonna be yeah. next year. wear something plaid is that what they do yeah, well, they, they'll they'll literally go like dirty old men, and they'll be like three, uh, three white, one uh, one race, well, like multiracial. So you have to be, you have to admit that you will, like you're like dirty specifically. You have to know no, they'll like they'll, that'll probably that was probably a descriptor in the actual script, and so like the extras casting director because these were extras, these were like they'll get this like basic like we need like you know, guys 40 to 65 of them to frequent the scene. They, but you, you don't ex- like you accept it. You can't be like, let me think about it. Like you're an extra, like you'll show up and do anything. Yeah. It's tight. <laughs> <You're so laughs> just think what up. So they I show up, they're all in their stupid cheer. town. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, I said that like they're, they're in there with their cheer uniforms and open bottles of beer. Yeah. And they're like, they're having a blast. They're having a blast, and but it's not like that. It's not that crazy. They're like slapping each other's asses. There's like I, there's like a vibrator. Like well, they, it's they, very they, like the like, lotion. They're like, ooh, I'm tasting the lotion. Lube. They oh, were like hitting up the wait, lube. Wait, wait, wait. What's lube? No, t- <laughs> um, no, no. They're t- they're tasting the lube, and like it kind of like goes then up to like glass dildos. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, uh, at school, the video has gotten out. It's being reviewed by the principal and the team. Apparently, Janice Harper's daughter, Cindy, showed it, showed the coach the video. Cindy is the little blonde girl, or is she the older one? I think Cindy is the little blonde girl and that, Megan like, was nail-biting, yeah. Yeah. Which also, it's like, how did she get this video? How That's did this, I was like, wondering freshman too. get this And then, video? It like, it's like, I love their version of MySpace or their version of YouTube. Yeah. It was like, clip of the day. Yeah. So, um, uh... The board basically now because Janice Harper, the booster mom or whatever, has probably shown everyone they have to bring it to the board because there's no way that they can like settle this internally. Yeah, because the video is just going viral. So uh, Coach Carr is pretty upset. The tennis coach comes in and uh, comforts her. Uh, He says, you can make this better. If anyone can make this better, it's you. And then they hug. And then Lisa pops around the corner, the little redhead, and takes a picture of the two of them embracing, which is like, it's a very like... Which, by the way, they're embracing and like you, but they're not, they're not so deeply embracing that you wouldn't notice a little redhead, like girl that can't seem to grow past a certain age, like pop up with the cell phone right. and take a snap a shot. Like you'd literally be like, Hey, did you just take a picture of me? Yeah. Like they're, they weren't in that deep of an embrace. And also like, it wasn't an incriminating hug. No. I like, mean, it, it, it looked like he was like, they were consult like he was consoling her or something. Yeah. I wasn't, I, I wasn't like something's going down here. Like these guys are, I mean, like, these guys are riding I just dirty. Say that picture wasn't like dirty or it wasn't like they were like kissing or something like that. Like, I mean like you gotta get some more. Yeah. There's no like going. cheaters thing in there of like, yeah. Gotta get something going if you really want to sell this story is all I'm saying, Lisa, but apparently not. But by the way, this is like another lifetime loving misdirect, you know? You know, I really hate 
hate it when you pull me out of class. If you have to talk to me, just wait till lunch. Do you know how difficult damage control is going to be for this? Wait, damage? What damage? Hey, Coach Carr, can we take a video of us? Please? You guys really don't care about what you do or how it affects other people, do you? Look, all we do is make a stupid video. It was supposed to be funny. The docs around here make sex jokes and act obscene all the time. No one throws a fit about that. I guarantee you, if they were in their uniform and off campus, they'd be in big trouble. Oh, so then it's okay as long as we're on campus. Cherry, when you're in your uniform, you represent this whole school. You represent everyone else on your squad. Do you realize that anyone who watches this video is going to think Jackson cheerleaders are a bunch of trashy sluts? <laughs> I am so disappointed in you. Coach Carr's disappointed in us. <laughs> well, I guess I shouldn't be. I mean, you did warn me that all you care about is getting noticed. So congratulations, Brooke. You're finally getting noticed. You four are going to sit out until the district decides what your punishment will be. We'll see what my mom says about that. You do realize that in college, you won't be able to run to your mother every time you don't like something. Here. It's obviously your time of the month. <laughs> was that the Damn. fucking chocolate tampon? No, it was not a chocolate tampon. It was just a regular tampon. It was in a cardboard applicator, too. Like, that was the weirdest part. Like, that's the kind that you get, like, from a dispenser, like, in a club bathroom. Oh, like, she was, should she should have better tampons than that? It's just odd. Like it's like, girl, like did you like you might need that right now. Like if you're in if you're in a situation where you had to buy a tampon from the school dispenser, like you don't really have any to spare. She probably has prop tampons. Not even for the bit. Yeah, no. I, she comes from a wealthy family. She probably has tampons to go around. That's probably true, but you know And Brooke, stop filleting the lollipop. No. It's dirty. I know. They all do it. They're all doing it. So um, the Fab Five corner Megan and beat her up for showing them on the video and getting suspended. They like really beat. They like smack the shit out of her. She has and, a bloody nose. And there's it's different than the other one because Brooke, uh, like you can tell she's enjoying it. Yeah. Like she's drunk with power. Yeah. And um, basically, the older sister comes over Megan. She's like, "Stop, stop!" And she's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Keep it up." She's like, "If because if you do, I'm gonna smash your faces in." Like, yeah, it's like, like you want some of this too? Yeah, it's really yeah. She is. She's saying if you want to hit me, she's doing one of those like hit me, like come on, hit me. <laughs> like it's fucking <laughs> nuts. Like that. Like someone would like a girl doing that in real life. Like a girl that has no reason to actually <laughs> fight is the stupidest. <laughs> why would you do that? To, why you'd put your teeth in danger when you do that? You say you vision. put your teeth in danger and your vision? Yeah, when. When you say to someone, hit me. Yeah, you're opening yourself up to like just problems down the line. Yeah, you're saying like do whatever you want. Like be, I'm going to make myself as physical, physically vulnerable to you as possible right now. <laughs> and dare you to do something to me. <laughs> Seems like kind of a scary plan. No, but like this is the second locker room beatdown of the movie. I know. 
Um, so then, um, oh yeah, the girls um, were drinking. Yeah, so Coach Carr is like then talking to the parents about a thirty-day suspension for the because like it's not just the video; it's like if if there's anything, you're going to get suspended for the drinking too. Yeah, um, and the girls show up the next day in total hooker clothes. Yeah, That's this is where best. it was like waka waka waka, like guitar music and like. If very Coach trashy. thinks we're dirty sluts, then they're going to see we're dirty sluts. Uh, and, and then they, the tennis coach tells them to get out, uh, go down to the office, which I have to say, like I wouldn't call like I'm going to like go on their side on this and say that like. You know what? It is kind of inappropriate that he made such a big deal out of their outfits. Like, for an older man to acknowledge that these young girls are, like... I mean, they were dressed skimpy, but, like, they also walk around that school in their cheerleading uniforms all the time, which are equally skimpy. But this this coach had it in for these girls from the beginning. Like, he was talking shit about, like, oh, the Fab Five. Like, he's been with these girls for a couple years, and he's just had it, dude. I'm just saying he's, like, sexualizing them. Well, then... And then uh, she goes... Well, you might as well get your panties out of a wad because we aren't going anywhere. And then the waka guitar music like ends the scene like waka waka waka. Yeah, and then she plays teacher with the class. Yeah. Uh, she says, um, "What should we talk about?" She, uh, I guess, like okay, so I guess Lisa or wait, what's her name? Jerry. Jerry raises her hand and she says that yes. uh, she got a call from her ex last night, and he said that uh, <laughs> the other girl that. Jenna is her No, name? Ashley. She said, Ashley is so crap in bed that she sounds like a monkey. And then the entire class make mon- m- monkey noises at her. Damn. So then Megan's sister sees that Jenna's crying in the locker. Why do I keep writing Jenna? I don't... It was because uh, Jerry. Because oh. it's like an easy and Jenna Dewan, like your mind autocorrected. Probably. But then they make the monkey sounds and then the one guy goes, I got a banana for you. And then Brooke says, run, slut, run. Yeah, it was pretty mean. Um, so the tennis coach says that Brooks nine absences in his class have been changed in his system to only three. He's not going to take it anymore. He says, I've tried to do what everyone else here is doing, which is hunker down, count the days, wait till these little monsters graduate. But if it's going to be like this, screw it. I'm done fighting. I don't care anymore. So he's like pissed now too. He's like fucking ready. Take these bitches on. So we see Brooke and her mom fight and then we get, um, they get an important phone call and the coach and her husband, have a heart-to-heart. Yeah, he's brushing his teeth. Jerry's mom appealed Tabitha's mom, Lisa's dad. Brooke, do you have any idea how hard this is for me? Look, this isn't fair. No one would care about the video if you weren't my mom. You're probably right. Which is why I don't know whether to ground you or feel sorry for you. Why don't you just bite me? Okay, you know what, Brooke, you're grounded. Go ahead. Try it, Lorraine. I'm going to call Daddy. I'll tell him if I can't live with him, then I'll disappear. And this time, neither of you will ever see me again. And that's a promise. It's central office. That was unnecessary. Lorraine Tippett? Oh, hello, Mr. Tompkins. Yeah, fine, thank you. I could not agree with you more. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you so much for calling. I will. Mm-hmm. That was Vernon Tompkins. And he has decided to reduce suspension to 15 days plus probation. Yeah, well, no thanks to you. 
The parents don't want the girls to have consequences. The school doesn't want them to have consequences. And now even the district is backing off. So if no one else cares, why should I be the one beating my head against the wall? Because it's not like you to back down from fighting for what you think is right. Well, maybe I should start doing what people with more experience are doing. And all they're doing is watching the calendar until the Fab Five are gone. So fine, I can do that too. What do you want me to say? That it's okay not to rock the boat? Because it is. I mean, I've been in the corporate world. I know how futile it is. Why do you think I went back to get my degree? Hun, I know you think cheerleading is some high holy mission, but it's not like there are lives at stake here. Maybe you're right. I'm, I'm just not feeling that good. I'm gonna make some tea. Do you want some? No, fine. Thanks. I mean, like, I thought I thought she was pregnant. Well, yeah, because they talked in the beginning of the scene about a pregnancy. Like, yeah. you want some tea? No, I'm good. Weird. Like, what, what, a, what a non... Mm. Why even leave it in there? It like, was uncomfortable. Like, just fade into the next scene, man. Like, that, you've done worse. And also then to go back to that thing with BLT getting that phone call, the phone rang, like, ten times. Like, I know. Th- you could have picked it up three rings in. And the best Weird. part when she says that was unnecessary for people at home, what, what happened there is that as soon as her mom came to uh, reach her, like, where she could have handed it to her, Brooke just threw the phone on the couch where mom had to <laughs> go like, reach Sick, Brooke. Sick. Yeah, she's a little bitch, dude. Like, it, they do a lot of that too. That's actually like a big one. Like later on, Lisa like drops like a permission slip or something in front of Coach Carr. Yeah, everybody um, has back problems at the school, and it really fucks with them. So, um, Coach calls in sick, uh, and the tennis teacher says that Megan is in charge for the day. The Fab Five decides to snap off some booze, dude. They go out to the parking lot. You and think it they, was that? It was a bottle of tequila. Yeah. I wonder if it was that, like, Yeah, because she goes, of, I love your mom. Yeah. Uh, She's well, not having margaritas tonight either. So the Fat Five is, like, wasted in the parking lot. And before they're about to leave the school grounds, they want to go to the mall. They're like, let's not waste our buzz here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. Like, that's, like, that should never be anyone's thought. Like, no, waste your buzz exactly where you are. Like, no, we got to have a wide open let's, space. <laughs> let's put this buzz on wheels. Like, not, not even just the drunk driving part of it. Yeah. If you're wasted at home, maybe don't get in an Uber. Like, maybe you don't need to go to a second location. <laughs> Probably the wrong time to go out is when you're, when you're drunk. This is like the point where you actually learn something in the podcast. Yeah. I think we'll stay in tonight. Yeah. Let's bounce. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so they get pulled over by a guy in a golf cart in the in the school parking lot, which is good. I was, I was sure they were all going to... You know, again, I thought the stakes were at some point going to get kind of crazy for these girls. Well, but the guy kind of, like, stands up and was like, no... You will not be leaving the like. He kind of stands up to them, but he doesn't even notice. Like the fact that these four girls have sunk a bottle of tequila between the four of them yeah. in the brief time that they have, and that they don't all reek of booze. Like tequila, especially like the the grossest smelling, strongest smelling alcohol. It was like gold tequila. Yeah, no, and and then and then BLT is literally comes outside. Like it's right because next to them. BLT opens up the car door and the bottle, bottle falls, falls out. out. They got caught at all. Empty bottle. Yep. M. You gotta hear this. Everyone is saying you were the one that caught them in the parking lot. You didn't write them up? No, I didn't. But they were drinking on school grounds. There was no alcohol in the bottle. No proof they were drinking. And as for this skipping thing, I think there's a lot of gray area there. I mean, the other squad captain gave them permission to go home. Oh, Megan? 
Since when can a student give another student permission to leave school? Lorraine, you have to write them up. Keep pushing me, and I will dissolve this program altogether. There will be no more cheerleaders, and I will let everyone know that you're responsible. Now, I have an appointment. Lorraine, before you go. Those girls have violated their probation. They need to be removed from the squad. I am not about to deliver permanent consequences for an offense I'm not sure they committed. This isn't about embarrassing stuff on the internet anymore. They are becoming a danger to themselves and others. Oh, this conversation is over. Why do you help these girls get away with whatever they want? I know why Lorraine does it. She thinks it'll convince her daughter that she loves her. But what's in it for you? All right, you were becoming irrational. Maybe you need to take another day off until you're feeling... Wasn't it you that altered Brooke Tippett's attendance record in Coach Reeves' class? All right, you're completely out of line. This whole school is out of line. And if you're not going to hold these girls accountable for their actions, I will hold them accountable as a squad. I will cancel all activities outside the classroom. I will see them at practices, and that's if it. If you're refusing to perform your duties as cheerleading coach, then I'll just accept that as your resignation. No, I am not not resigning. You are going to be dealing with me until you handle this the right way. Damn. That's the scene that gets played at the Emmys. I mean, it's really good. Yeah, no, it's like the best acting for Jenna of the whole movie. And like you can see, like that's why she's probably why she misses her church friend. She's like a good Christian woman. Yeah, she did, she's never had a drink in her life. So after this, Jenna hands out erasers to all the the, the, students, the, the, right? yeah, the students, right? Like, we've all had a rough year. Yeah, she's like, this is. I know it's corny, but this is what my coach used to do back in the day. And I love like her lifetime commitment to cheer too. Like this means so much to her on so many levels. Well, so like I can make fun of like cheerleading and stuff, but it's you know, end of the day, if you're passionate about something like that, that's all, all power to you. you Why know? would you make fun of cheerleading? I think that it's like I think it's very admirable to be honest. You think it's a noble profession? I do. Like when I watch, not I wouldn't even say a profession, but like I admire that. Like when I watch it on ESPN, sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's like fucking tight, dude. You like really worked for that. No, I mean, there's something about any kind of team activity that people are coming together to lift people on shoulders yeah. that like, I really that I admire. I like that, too. I know this is cheesy, but we've had a really tough year. But by the way, like, didn't you like it is cheesy and I admire, but at the same time, it it it, it is extra cheesy to hand out erasers to erase the past. I mean, I think it's just a nice little symbol. Do you think she practiced with her husband, like the speech of like, I'm gonna give out the erasers? No, I think she was kind of mimicking what her teacher used to do. Yeah. Um, so Lisa comes into practice with a note <laughs> about a makeup test. What? No, I'm saying that Brooklyn goes, do you want me to tell you where you can put that eraser? <laughs> Which I, I hate to say it, but I think she means her vagina. But like, it, uh, it was a- re- I don't think that was it. You don't think Brooke was being a smart- okay. I think she was telling her to shove it up her ass. Oh. I never. That would. Steven, cut everything up to this part. <laughs> Steven, cut everything up to this part. <laughs> no, like, Molly's totally right. Yes. Lisa literally comes in later and says, Did you tell her to shove it up her ass? <laughs> and I'm like, I love that they're all on the same page like this. They're like. Did you do the ass thing? Yeah. <laughs> you did the ass thing, right? Okay, cool. And Coach Gardner's like, please do it, because that'll cost 10 demerits. Yeah, she's dying to give demerits out now. And she's demerit hungry. Red is respectfully declining her eraser. Yeah. It's great. So um, she comes in, Lisa comes in with uh, the late notice, and then she bends down, saying that she was taking makeup test. She bends down, and all of the answers to her test are written on her leg. <laughs> yeah, which was like, I mean... <laughs> 
that took me a second to even process of like how you would even cheat off your leg. Right. Like how would you like I remember in like high school like writing a thing because you sit back in your desk and you look at your leg. Yeah, I guess I, I. I never did that. There were girls that did that. Okay, because to me it was just so out of left field. The leg, I just and never you had just heard. Just like lift your skirt up a little bit, and like it would be like on your leg. I mean, I wrote a or couple like things on my hand. Right, things. Like yeah, that. yeah. Like I did that a couple times. Um, or on the inside of the water bottle. Oh. Yeah, like you take like a like a Poland spring bottle or something with like a white thing, and you peel it off. Oh, you geez. write all the answers on the inside and then you tape it back on. Did you do that? I think once Nice. in college. Um, people also used to put answers in their chopsticks. Have Are you just making stuff up now or is that real no. too? That they'd have like, their like, answers rolled up in their little chapstick thing and they take it out. God, and... that blows me away. Yeah. Um, Kids. I, I think I only cheated on a couple tests, though, and I was so nervous about it. Like, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. Like, I don't think it even helped. Like, I, I think that I was so nervous that I got other things wrong. I remember in college taking tests where I would just, like, go in and, like, not have been there for so long. and was just like, well, I'll just fill out the Scantron and, like, hope it goes my way. Like, I mean, literally oh, just yeah. like, let's... And, and by the way, being a hopeful person going... There's a chance this could go my way. Like yeah. it, it didn't, but like I remember just going in wild. No, I unprepared. did that a couple of times myself for sure. It was like, oh yeah, I can like I mean people went in Las Vegas all the time. That would be like my thought. <laughs> it is kind of like that. Yeah. I mean you just have to get a good portion of them right. Yeah, I mean like if I can get a C, that's still pretty gold. So it's sad to think though that I paid for school and that there were things that I would phone in like that. That's what I was saying too. Like I, I went to like I mean, there was real money and like I would just sometimes like sleep through like I I mean I took a course on the Beatles, you know? Yeah. Killed it, by the way. But like, you know, I mean I didn't even have to go because I already knew all the Beatles stuff, you know? I think that they broke it down for us and they said you can skip classes anytime you want but like just so you know every class that you skip breaks down to like like 560 something dollars a class Ugh, that's hard to stomach and so they basically said like anytime you sleep through a class that's fine but it's 560 dollars you're wasting mm. rough that is that would that would give me pause rough yeah that's that with me didn't mean I didn't miss classes. I, mean, I still in missed fact, all of them. But. In fact, in our recording tomorrow, I have a story about, like, this girl gets really drunk in the movie. I have a, fucking did that, too. I couldn't find my class. <laughs> Wait, you couldn't find where your class was? Because was so, was so, I was so new to college. <laughs> and, like, I was so new to drinking. And, like, I was so hungover the next day, I could not find my class. Oh, jeez. Um, and I had just gotten the $560 lecture, and I just, like, I wanted to die. Did you turn it all around after that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where I turned it all around. Basically, like... The, yeah, we're, we're close. Tatum like, O'Neill is getting a shit ton of pushback from the rich parents, and she's buckling booster. under pressure because she has no self-esteem. And so... No, not the booster mom. I yeah. mean, she is getting some, but from, like, the, the other girls, and we're at, they sit around the table, they're like, don't we pay, you know, $1,800, $1,800 a year, yeah. and blah, 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 and they're basically just, like pulling their rank or whatever is sort of this like wealthy suburb and um tatum o'neill is kind of buckling under the pressure and she basically says to uh jenna's like you know what i don't want to have to quit i don't want to have to leave but like i feel like i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to resign or something if if we don't figure this out 
BLT's like, well, why don't you just write that down for me in a statement? And yeah. And submit that. The girls will think I quit on them. So she writes an email and she talks to her husband about it after the fact, after she sends it. And it's a pretty like embarrassing conversation. I just feel like for women, for like women in the workplace, for like just it's just not flattering for this woman who's otherwise very smart. It's just like comes up like a doofus. Like, girl, what? You think I quit? That's usually what I resign means, yeah. Oh, Lorraine's not going to accept that resignation. She knows I'm a good coach. She just wanted me to write it down and so she can take it to district and show them, look, we have a problem. Did she tell you that? Oh, God, these girls are going to think I quit on them. I need to write them an email. This has been the most meaningful time in my life. You girls mean more to me than you will ever know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Mom, come in here. Mom, Coach Carson is an email. You should read it. I've been trying to tell you. She's psycho. My mom says Coach Carson embarrassment. She said she's mostly embarrassed for you. Superintendent Tompkins told my mother he doesn't know why you ever hired her. I read your email to the girls several times, and I do have one question. You wrote whether or not I continue this journey with you. You do realize that your journey here at Jackson is over, right? May I tell the girls before I go? No, you may not. You are to leave campus immediately. Of the clocking man because it's that's like the sound of high school the what just like the clocking of the oh, heels the shoes, yeah. that's like such like high school drama just like a teacher walking away from you like that that was the worst not cool just like fuck like click, you just click, like click, that click, would have you'd be like i'm fucked and then just hearing the click 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 yeah sticks with you death sentence man but by the way like she like fell right into that trap like she deserved like it shouldn't have happened. It was idiotic. Yeah. It really was. It was like, you didn't want to run that by anyone. Maybe like, you know, no one. Yeah. You don't want to talk to your husband any- at night. You don't want to ask anyone to prove. I mean, she doesn't have to ask her husband for permission to do this, but she, I, I, oh. I will say she should at least ask someone to proofread a letter like this and then say, Hey, maybe, uh, you know who I'm going to run this by. I'm going to run this by a couple or even run it by like the tennis coach. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Just say, like, dude, like, I'm writing this letter. I want it to be, you know, like, I want it to be good. Yeah, well, you just look it over, make sure I didn't make any spelling mistakes. And, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the Persian goes, like, whoa, wait whoa, a minute. Wait, what? you just resigned. Coach Carr goes and meets the booster mom on, like, the playground or whatever. And apparently, par- uh, 22 parents signed a letter for a reinstatement, but it was um, overridden. And then, I guess, BLT told the girls she quit on them. TV reporters are working on a story about the video. Uh, Coach Carr decides she wants to stop before it happens, so she goes to the news. I mean, we got to play the... Oh, the speech? Yeah. 
Coach Emma Carr said she tried to bring order to the team, leveling punishments for offenses ranging from skipping classes to posting a sexually suggestive video on the internet. The Jackson High School administration declined our request for an interview. Carr said that her attempts to what they blur faces were thwarted by the high school principal, Lorraine Tippett, who has a daughter on the squad. Yes, I mean, some of the girls behaved badly, but the real problem were the adults. The school administration enabled them, the school district refused to take interest, and the girls' parents did everything they could to help them avoid consequences. Uh, you know, we are totally famous. Feeling Paris Hilton? More of a Lindsay Lohan vibe. With a touch of Britney. And her sister. Girls, it's good to be bad. Waka, waka, waka. What did she say? Girls? Oh. Girls what? that are good to be bad? What? Girls? Yeah. 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 Because they up Lindsay, Brittany, and Paris. Yeah. I and just, then Brittany's sister? Yeah. And I was like, that's a really... A low shot. Like, if somebody's, like, upping the, upping yeah. the game, and then somebody just craps out completely, like, <laughs> Brittany's sister. Well, also, it's, like, kind of like a low... I mean, she was a pregnant 15-year-old girl. Yeah, like, like when you, she privately went back home to Louisiana after her show shut down and <laughs> When you're playing fantasy, you're not the, like, I want to play Brittany's sister. pretty responsible mom for her. I mean, it just was, like, a low shot. Um, Misha, I think, was out of control at the time as well. <laughs> um, so... Dude. Yeah, girls, girls, it's good to be bad, she says. The superintendent talks to BLT and says that the school has to do an investigation to prove that there's nothing going on there. He makes a promise that everyone at Jackson will cooperate and that the investigation will prove that Carr was a liar. Now, Brooke and BLT talk about how hard school is for her because her mom is a principal. All the girls are claiming full victimhood in the situation. The mom says that she wants her to come back so that she can... See the school. Oh, one mom says that she wants. Oh, who's who was that? Jerry's mom said she wants. Oh, Tabitha's mom. Yeah. Wants her to come back so she can sue the school for emotional suffering. Like basically they're like really going for it. Then this is where Carr gets the call from the teacher and the tennis coach guy. Like, and he says that apparently people are making accusations that they're carrying on a sexual relationship. This is another moment where he's like, God damn it. Like, what am I, what am I going to tell my wife? <laughs> Which, by the way, he's having this conversation with another teacher in the same room. They're on separate phones, like 10 feet away from each other. And they're like, hey, we're calling you. You're on a party line. And he's like, I will, like, what are you doing to me? This is not cool. Like, I'm not happy about this at all. And then the other teacher goes, he's fine. Anyways, like, it's, it's like just bizarre. Like, how many phones are in a classroom? I mean, I guess that, that that part is a little weird, but I guess it was maybe administration office, but I will say this. Like, I think his wife should be fine with him hugging another teacher. I mean, that's explainable. What I think is weird is that, like, I don't know, man. Like, is he guilty of something? That's what I'm see, but that's what I'm saying is that also I think he does. You think he cheats with prostitutes? Sex I wasn't going to say that at all. I was going to say I think he likes Coach Carr. I think um, that's what I, I think. That's why he's upset. Is that because he actually does have a thing for Coach Carr? And like every time this is like it's just calling out like the obvious for him, and it's like getting too close for comfort for him. See, I think that it's about his wife. I don't know. You think it's about his wife? Like, like he seems terrible. He's, he's, like, he's like, how are we going to explain this to her again? 
Well, yeah, because they're obviously in fights like every night about shit like this. Because Coach Carr couldn't be less like not like less like platonic with him. But I think that's also the thing that like he he like completely digs like, and also he I think he like re- yeah I don't know I just I I think that he really digs her a lot, and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> I I think you're totally reading that wrong. I think that that's just the thing they gave his character. Like, he, like he has a wife. He has his anniversary. That's the first thing they talk about. But he's like, yeah, yeah. But I see. That's the problem with watching these Lifetime movies more than once. Is that you start to give these things like huge backstories no, that you know, make up trust. completely. Yeah. And like that's the thing. Is like the first time you watch it, you're like, uh, it's just you know, surface bullshit. It's not even a big deal. And then by the sixth time in, you're like, he has a crush on coach Carr, and he loves her more than anything in his life right now. And he's so scared that everything's about to get ruined for him. (laughs) That's insane. Uh, (laughs) Anyone who's seen this movie will know that that is a wild interpretation. I'll I'll bet you money. If we talked to that actor and I said that he'd be like, there were shades of that. This is literally like until death to us part where like Haley Duff had a friend at school who was a teacher and then just like all of a sudden, like he had to be like a, like a pedophile. Like it just, this, this is like a complete, this is like, he, he's totally putting, he's doing what uh, Ty Olson did to Haley Duff where he's adding this whole narrative on to this like situation. Oh, it's, well, I mean, that that was the case of where this guy was accused of being a pedophile. And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to lose my job. And it's like, no, you were being accused of being a pedophile. I think your job doesn't matter at that point. No, 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 no. I mean, just even like the, this like innocuous work friendship. It's like it's nothing. And then like, it, oh, that the husband is yeah, like, yeah, jumped to the next level and was like, I'm going to report this man as a pedophile because he's, he's so jealous talks to my wife at work. <laughs> like He has to talk to like their coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. You, have can't, to communicate. you can't do this without words. He's been nice to her since the very beginning, since he first warned her that very few people survive the Fab Five. You know, they've been in this for the long haul. I don't know, man. Sad that Molly doesn't believe in romance. Like, Sorry. I just... So, um, oh yeah, then Brooke confronts Carr in the hallway and she tells her that she has everything she wants now. And then Carr tells her that the, with the video out, she probably can't even get into USC, let alone cheer for them. Um, she's never going to be a song girl. Yeah, like Coach Carr gets Brooke. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it is true. And I also don't know why that didn't occur to her. I feel like that's kind of the first thing that occurs to you your senior year of high school, a video of you when a sex shop gets released. I think it did occur to her, but I think she hates herself so much that it's just all like just like pump like just trying to act tough her dad did a number on her like whoever cheated on jody arias number on her entertain me why aren't the four of you in class we're just waiting for my mom to get out of her meeting and of course this takes all four of you that's the fab 40 arif placed on suspension and so is mr spretnik the report faulted me when all i've ever tried to do is keep you out of this mess wait you know what don't blame us because your investigator turned out to be a stupid moron you know what brooke you'll never talk to me like that again now go clean out your locker for what 
because I'm pulling you out of this school. Oh, like hell you are. This is my school in my senior year. Not anymore, it's not. Go clean out your locker. Or what? Or your mother is going to drag you to it by your hair. are going to do with you. You're definitely going to be removed from the squad. Your cheerleading days in this district are over. Yes, they're greeted by all this paparazzi outside. It's the biggest news story that's ever happened at any school ever. I mean, they have to sell this like it was a gigantic story. I cannot understand how this was a gigantic story. No, that's what I'm saying. Like it completely peters out. And I'm just like, wait, what? It makes zero sense. I think I was wrong for comparing anything to Columbine in this, by the way. I just want to say, I want to say I was wrong for that. I know that. No, that's like a retraction. Like that should actually, we should actually place that at the beginning of the episode. Like like two hours in or like an hour in, Molly's going to say something really intense and just forgive her. <laughs> that would be like the second episode in a row where I felt like I needed to make an apology. Did you say something about Sandy Hook last time? No, my gosh. <laughs> See, because Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> Yeah, I get. A, I'm really controversial this season. No, I mean, it's you're going for it. I'm really. This is like my. This is like my Kathy Griffin moment. <laughs> Every girl wants her Kathy Griffin moment, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jenna gives a statement to the news saying it's not about her; it's about the girls. Uh, this is not a real life Mean Girls story. It's about these girls feeling entitled due to a lack of boundaries. Later, we, I mean, this would have been great if this was the Influenza Kid movie or the Affluenza Kid movie. Influenza. <laughs> Affluenza Kid movie. Yeah. That's which I would love. Is, wait, is there a movie have. of that? No, there should be. That's though. a fucking great story. Yeah. There's no demerits in that story. No demerits like, in that story. Straight plot. Straight plot. Dude, demerits was like a buzzword, man. Wait, like, do you think of the pitch for this? Let me just give you one word <laughs> demerits. Sit with that. There was a, I like it. Yes, yes. High school. I love it. Texas. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cheerleaders. Okay, let's do it. Let's this is this is good. Loving it. Uh so four months later it's the Southwest Regional Championships. And like she's acting all weird about going. Like she's acting like it's about her. Oh wait, which by the way, you uh uh Brooke when she gets into the car and like oh, like Coach Carr, she flips she flips Coach Carr the bird. Yeah. What a power move. Yeah. Cause that's like how she began. That's yeah, she, she began, began with Coach Hanley, the ugly, the ugly gym teacher. <laughs> well, Sorry, I don't know if calling her ugly is okay. No, like she had a good personality, <laughs> but like she was not like the. She doesn't look like Jenna Duan, you know. No, she looks like Randy Duan, and <laughs> Jenna is handicapped brother. Um, <laughs> I'm saying this is a flipping the bird is a power move for a teenager. It is. Yeah. Especially in front of a camera crew. <laughs> My dad used to do this thing where he would like flip the bird, but he'd do it like this. And he's like, can you hear this? Do you want me to turn Turn it it up? up? Your dad did that? Not some like 14 year old prick on the playground? He had me young. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, So um, 
Yeah, she like rolls up with her husband and she's acting like she shouldn't be there. Like she's being like, oh, they're going to like... so nervous. Like, it's like, bitch, it's not about you. But imagine the husband like deals... Like you get the impression that there's like an issue every day. I guess. Like he's like, well, let me explain my side of this. He's like, no, we're just here to see a thing. You worked very hard. It's all good. But she does seem like a good wife. Oh, no. She seems, she seems lovely in that sense, but it was a little extreme four months later of like, you know, a year of my life and we're here at the cheerleading finals, you know, or whatever yeah. it is. I was expecting her character to be pregnant. No follow through on that. How easy would it have been to stuff something up her dress? Like how easy? No, no, but like not even nobody. In, like that's how sometimes these Lifetime movies are so lazy that nobody on set is piping up with ideas like, hey, I thought of something. Wouldn't it be cool in that last scene if you stuff, shove something up like to like a little bump to make people go? We don't have to say anything, but people will see I'm a little tubby down there and like they think I'm pregnant. Like yeah. it would be a nice thing to leave people with. Yeah. Cause she started like this. We should, you know, or yeah, you know, that was like their goal. Tie up the loose ends. What did they, yeah. Like where the goal was to go to church again with like other couples and then have, have a baby. And then what else did she miss? She, she missed like hanging out with her mom, running running with like her friend, hanging out with her mom. And then, uh, I think that was her whole life. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That's, that's fine. It's a simple life, but that's like, that is nice. Uh, but anyway, um, she sits with the booster mom. The remaining cheerleaders are happy to see her. Apparently, Sydney wrote an essay about um, saying that Carr was the person she admired most for overcoming her adversity. Sydney is uh, who? Sydney, uh, it, it was that little girl that was biting her, uh, her uh, nails. Oh, yeah. And like... Poorly. I feel like that's a little bit like... I don't know. She's like, you know, she's not really shooting for the stars. That's what I'm saying. Like, wh- okay, like... Who writes about their teacher? But also, like, that's, like, supposed to be the the whole movie. That's the big payoff, is that I got an essay written about me. That's also, the whole like, payoff. Out of over, in terms of overcoming adversity, like, I don't know if Coach Carr, like, is really, like, the person you should admire most. Like, I think she's, like... Like, it was about demerits. Does the, does the essay go into demerits? Does the essay explain how demerit, the demerit system works? And also, on top of it, I have a feeling this girl that wrote the essay is... It's probably not a good essay. It's probably poorly written. That's kind of what I'm saying. She probably didn't get a good grade on it. Like, that's what I was waiting for it to come out. Like, she got a C, but it was still a, a nice thought that she did that. Yeah, it's a thought that counts for sure. Um, so, um, Girls Kill the Routine, oddly set to, like, almost a movie score. Yeah. It's very cinematic. Like, Beautiful. Like, almost like the end of, like, an action movie when all the characters are finally reunited after, like being separated on some like long adventure or something. It was was something like patriotic in the music too. Like, it was very like, I couldn't figure out exactly what it was, but it was almost like, I don't know. Like it felt like a little Jurassic parky sort of Lord of the Ringsies though. I get no, I, yeah. Like, like there were, Yes, exactly. Like where it's the day after and only three kids survived. Yeah, and they're, they're coming all, out. Like, the helicopter's coming over to rescue them. Yeah. And the music pipes up because they've been through this whole intense journey. Yeah. Except this journey was just about demerits. Yeah. That's what it felt like. And they do that tight shot of Jenna Duan's face, which is like a total copy of Mr. Miyagi's face at the end of Karate Kid <laughs> when he's proud of Daniel. And like it's a fucking direct ripoff of that shot. And she's like, but she has none of this stuff on her face that Mr. Miyagi did. Like yeah, you don't think... She, I think she's pretty good. Well, I mean, I guess in comparison to the everybody else. I'm happy for her. In what way? I don't know. I just think she has a nice life. 
Wait, the character or Jenna Dewan in real life? <laughs> Jenna Dewan in real life. Oh, yeah. She's like killing it. Like, she's doing great. She's like a judge on that dance show. She's like married that stud. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's a judge on that dance. Oh, wait. What dance that, show? That, that, that new NBC World of Dance show that just came on. Oh, yeah. That's great money. She's doing great. Channing's probably. I wonder if he's like when if he's like nice. I'm sure he's nice. He's nice. I heard he's very. I heard he was very nice. He is. I don't know why I'm saying that. Like I, I, I met him on the set of Two Broke Girls, and there's a picture of me with Channing Tatum on my Instagram. But get this, I didn't even know it was Channing Tatum. I just thought some ridiculously hot guy was on our set, and I was like, you asked to take a picture with him. I was like, guys, take a picture of me with this hot guy, and. Wait, was it? Were you known to do that? I'm like, yeah, hey, I found a hot guy. Take a pic. No, he just is, was so ridiculously hot. I actually thought it was a joke. Like, I actually like laughed. Oh, that's awesome. Like when he, I thought he was like some, I thought he was some actor or some like some like act. I mean, Turns out he was not an actor. He was Channing Tatum. I I I thought he was some like some like guy that was hired on the show to be a model extra or something. Got it. And I did, and then like everyone after was like, Molly, it was Channing Tatum. So the breakdown would have been ridiculously hot guy. Yeah. It was really, really funny. Actually, I, I totally forgot that I have a picture. But that it was that stupid, too. This is me with Kaylee Cuoco, too. Like, I never recognize her. What'd you do with Haley Cuoco? Nothing, but like or I like in movies, I never recognize her or anything. Then I'll like go and look her up at the end and be like, "Oh, Kelly Cuoco, like she works a lot, always with her, always, <laughs> always." Yeah, like I could see her and I can imagine myself seeing her and be like, "I really like your outfit. Can we take a picture?" <laughs> like I, that, I would just, <laughs> that I could see Molly's myself doing. Just- Pictures of random people because she likes necklaces and stuff. I'm an idiot. No um, I really am. So let's um, let's do our. Do you want to do our score now, or do you want to do just a little bit of more back research? Are you good on that? Do you have anything else you want to share about what bad research? What back research or anything like that? Stuff you were working on beforehand? Oh else? no! I mean, the only thing uh, at the porn store store. No, I mean. Um, I mean, I, yeah, we covered a lot of this stuff. Uh, um, Can I say my own Fab Five similar story to this? Yes. In Were high, you a cheerleader? Yes, I was a cheerleader. Uh, no, in high school, I had the distinct honor of um, my the my like first serious girlfriend was the principal's daughter, and so there was there because we were like the honors kids. Uh, or like AP, IB, like bio, that whole thing. Like, and because the principal's daughter also was in that, there was like a very distinct sense that like we could kind of do whatever we wanted. Like we're obviously like, it was just to do homework, but it was that kind of thing. It's like, oh, I have to study for my AP history test. I can, and then we would just like go home. And like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we actually weren't doing anything no, bad. No, you were like but, but there chugging was, tequila. Yeah, right. No. Hell yeah. No, but but it's just like, yeah, we were... But I mean, it just was like that. I think the school, I feel like there was a sense that the school felt like you could feel that, like where a lot of like weird, like middle programs were getting cut in the high school. So uh-huh. there was only this like weird AP, IB, like elite, and then like everybody else. Like there was no honors classes, like by my senior so you year. You just said AP English, AP math. It, like, exactly. Yeah. And then there was just regular. Yeah. There wasn't that like three tiered, like regular honors. Where did you AP. grow up? Uh, in Orange County, got it. And, and it was just it was just like this weird thing where like 
the AP IB kids were like almost their own little separate school yeah. within the larger school. And like we could kind of. You ran the school. We ran the school. Um, the ranch at? That was it. Like I, the, speaking on that was that my mom, like as like BLT ran the school. My, at, in elementary school, my mom was the school secretary at Scarborough Elementary, the elementary school I went to. And I remember she, I got in trouble two times and she got me in, well, she got me in trouble the one time because I pulled a chair out from a guy when he was sitting down in like the fourth grade and I Sick told break. her about it. I thought it was really funny. And she had the principal, she brought me in and had the principal talk to me. Like she busted me out. I told her I thought it was funny. She's like, it's not funny. And now you're going to talk to the principal. And then the other time I got in trouble was my girlfriend in fifth grade, this girl, Lisa, no, fifth or sixth grade, sixth grade. I think Lisa O'Connor, my mom, I don't know why my mom told me, but she, she had her first ever period, I guess. And the only thing I knew about that was through commercials. And I remember <laughs> it was through commercial verbiage. And my mom was like, don't ever say anything. But this is, you know, Lisa's not having a great day, something. And I why went, would gosh, your mom tell you that? I don't know. But I went up to her and I said, and this is direct. I did. There was no joking about it. I was very serious. I said, I hear it's a heavy flow day because I had seen that in a commercial <laughs> And she cried and ran away, and I got brought to the principal's office for saying that. And I didn't, I wasn't trying to be funny. I wasn't, I thought that's what you said to people. Ryan, are you I didn't, like on the spectrum? Like, no, I'm not. I, I just, this was also, this was very young. Grade. This was elementary school. I mean, like, you know. Fifth grade. I mean, yeah. But I like that your mom, your mom, unlike the the mom in this movie. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. <laughs> Tying it back in. Thank you for bringing it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you're, it was that I think, you know, I think you can go either way. You can either like lean into the corruption, the small town corruption of like. Or stop it. My yeah, mom was or putting can, a stop to it. Like yeah, I've she, never said anything about a girl's period ever again. Like, well, yeah, and she I've was never like. pulled out a chair on somebody ever again. Like she stopped that stuff. Yeah. She, she didn't want to make you seem like this, you know, like you had special treatment because no, you were it was the obvious. Yeah, I was held to a higher. I feel like that's the way people are when their parents are not principals, but like teach actual teachers. And I think you can't even be in the same. Like if you are a teacher, yeah, you, you can't, can't even be your kid can't be your student. Yeah. Good. Ultimate it's corruption, rough, man. But I mean, that is the whole point of this movie. Is it's all really soft. It's all a bunch of soft drama. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like it never. It's like uh, much ado about nothing. It's. I feel like this is like supposed to be for ABC Family or something, and it just wound up being a Lifetime movie. Well, that's what it probably. I don't even know if like Lifetime got this or it was like bought by Lifetime because it was like, oh, this fits. Yeah, I mean, it, it was very soft. Uh, so there's some goofs on uh, IMDb. The Texas flag in the principal's office is upside down. Uh, and a car shown early has an Illinois license plate when the movie takes place in Texas. Um, there's some trivia. Oh, that's a fun one. Oh, well, the we mo- already know. Uh, what? Oh, I was going to say that. I looked earlier. The movie was filmed in New Orleans. Oh. Tax break. Makes sense. Uh, it says cast member Jenna Dewan Tatum grew up in Grapevine, Texas, about 30 minutes from which the f- basis of the film is Oh, depicted. you could feel that. Yeah, that felt real. But again, no Southern accents. Yeah, and also like, that's the other thing that really hugely, besides the accent, was that the high school was so damn dark. There is no way a high school would not turn on a light every now and then. The assemblies were dark. Every classroom was like, there was no lights anywhere. Do you want to read some uh, reviews? Yeah. 
Before I continue, I have to say, I love this movie. As a man, that's awfully hard to say, but I say it with pride, exclamation point. The film builds and builds, and while the payoff isn't entirely worth it, it's still a great ending. The plot. A group of cheerleaders called the Fafi, blah, blah, blah. They rule it with an iron fist, kind of like Class of 1984, but more subtle and less profane. Operating with almost perfect impunity, the faculty and staff of the school are their almost literal servants, all except the new cheerleading coach, Miss Carr, seeks to end their reign of terror. Acting. The acting is actually very good, exclamation point. The cheerleaders are all extraordinarily believable. The teachers and staff also got into their roles well, as if they were really pawns of the cheerleaders. Miss Duan is also very good, making her one of the most sympathetic, compassionate characters I've ever seen in a movie, <laughs> let alone a TV movie. Special effects. Well, dot, dot, dot. There really are none. Not that, that that's a detriment to the film. The movie really didn't need them. If you're looking to a cheerleading movie for car explosions, then you're beyond help anyway. <laughs> editing. The editing was good. There were some transitions involving freeze frames that were unnecessary, but that may have been because I watched it on TV. In, in parentheses, with commercials. Overall, this is fantastic film. The actresses who played the so-called Fab Five were so effective in their portrayals that, at times, I thought I was watching Carrie. I give it a 4.5 out of 5, or since this is IMDb, a 9 out of 10. Fucking Carrie? Yeah. Is this guy watching the same? This guy is like, I, this must be in prison. Like, there's no way this yeah. person is out in public. No, that's for real. That's insane. Read another one. Okay. Um, <laughs> da, 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 da. That is wild. Was that you? Yeah. You looked yeah. it today. Signed, Ryan. <laughs> um, okay, I know what this is. This is my comeuppance. You see, I'm the kind of guy... Why is it all guys writing the reviews? <laughs> why do you think? You see, I'm the kind of guy that thrives on surprises. When I'm about to watch a new movie or read a new book, I avoid any synopsis. I don't look at any reviews. I just dive in headfirst to figure it out on my own. So going into the Fab Five, a cheerleader scandal was a bit disappointed because I expected something dot 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 serious. Not this pointless drama about some teens who are bad by privilege. And oh my, do they crank the cheese to ungodly proportions in this one. The experience was loathing, and if not for the protagonist, it would have been entirely non-watchable. Fab Five. A cheerleader scandal is a movie based on true incidents that happened in a Texas high school, blah, blah, blah. Um, da, 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 da. Along with this, most of the dialogue was not taken seriously as if it were a joke or something, and that made the movie less comical. But what is one to expect from such an inane idea such as this when I think about this being a true story I imagine director Tom McLaughlin being excited to work on something fun and scandalous and admittedly it's fun to some extent it's cheesy rushed pointless horribly edited and great for a one time ride along the dangers of nepotism in an administration the ending of this movie is superly superbly insufferable when it was over I could feel I could breathe again much like those (laughs) who had to deal with the real much like those who had to deal with the real girls felt once they left with that being said, why would anyone want to go through that again, let alone ever? Eight out of ten. Eight? No, out no, of... he didn't. He didn't rate it at all. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, what is wrong with Which, you? By the way, the director Tom McLaughlin did. I went and looked at. It. He directed a lot of like Friday the Thirteenth shit. Bro, I'm trying to order us ice cream. Don't <laughs> scare me like that. With the eight out of ten, or the Friday the Thirteenth? Um, with when you when you freaked me out with the eight out of oh, ten. Oh, sorry. That was too much for me, man. Man. Don't come, don't come Don't harsh my vibe, man. Don't fucking come You're at me like that. My... I'm ordering us vegan ice cream. Damn. Um, so, like, what's your favorite movie of all time? 
Uh, I mean, like it's like if it's like ch- childhood movies, which don't, like like Lost Boys and the Goonies actually mean a great deal to me as a child, and also the 1989 Batman. If it was older, um, uh, Boogie Nights, I love every time I see it more and more. I love True Romance. Okay, and- so we'll say Boogie Nights because I've heard you say that before is your favorite movie. So let's say Boogie Nights is is number one, mm-hmm. and <laughs> number five is a. Uh, Mother May I Sleep with Danger. Is this movie on a scale of one to five <laughs> closer to Boogie Nights or Mother May I Sleep with Danger? Let's Mother May I Sleep the with categories. Danger. There's not even like, well, that's not, like there's We're no gonna way. go through the category. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Wags is pissed you forgot the rules. Acting. Is it closer to Boogie Nights or Mother May I Sleep with Danger? I... I it's like right in the middle. It's like it wasn't the worst acting ever. Not the worst acting I've ever seen, but nowhere near. Who good. was the best actor? If you go to lead roles, Jenna Dewan. If you go for like little characters that actually did something with it, Big Red tried to do something with her character. You do you think really Big she, Red? She okay. This is what you okay. It was horrible, but she made a choice. Like you actually remember things that she did. Like it's like she made a choice. It's not a good choice, but it's still interesting to watch. And even if you can make fun of it, that's still a choice. But there's no excuse for somebody like uh, what's her name, BLT. BLT. Uh, what's the Kate actress? O'Neal. There's, I mean, there's no excuse. Like she should be doing something with that. Like there's just yeah. no excuse for what she did. I Sorry. thought she was. I saw something there. You just saw somebody that you knew that's good looking. Like I saw her vulnerability in that, like you know, she didn't really know what to do with her daughter, and she's kind of a woman scorned. I saw like somebody that I didn't think knew what to do with the part. Damn. Damn. No, I just didn't. I just, I was very disappointed. Harshest, dude. Yeah. Harshest. Uh, are you give it like a three? Yeah. Okay, underreaction. Something happened and <laughs> the, uh, the, over, the overwhelming reaction was underwhelming. <laughs> I mean, so like, I'm saying like all of it. So like, yeah. that would be all, I mean like all of it. It's big five. They have a huge, this is like, the biggest five of Could I go time. six? Like, yeah. Overreaction, something happened. I mean, well, you had, I mean, like kicking, like the kicking scenes, but even that, like it only was like five, also ten just seconds. Like the, uh, the, ex- the, the flagrancy of the bitchiness and like the just like just like the middle finger in front of the paparazzi with your mom who just lost her job. Like you're getting pulled out of your school. Like it's just like. Dude, like, are you a fuck? Like, is, are you like functioning from like an, your animal brain? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, yeah, pack it up at some point. You know what I mean? <laughs> Calm down. Calm down, girl. I don't know. For me, that was kind of like I would say like a three or a four. I thought it was a little bit extra. Yeah, three point five. And then I thought that also like whenever anything with the cheerleading squad would it happen, like it was immediately just like, I don't know. Yeah, let's give it a three point five. That's fine. That's fair. That's fair. Dialogue. Um. Uh, God, I I want to go like five, but I would maybe four because there were a couple lines that I was like, okay. I mean, it's just. Uh. I thought it was okay. I I would have given it. I would give it a three. Really? Okay. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was great, but I didn't yeah, think there it was were a couple bad. lines that I really like, like you fuckly slut and Tabitha's kickback. Yeah, like whenever there's like Mean Girls, there's pick always your, a little bit of like fun. The floor, yeah. Yeah, there's always a little fun humor. Yeah, okay, three. Uh, wardrobe. Oh, 
wardrobe was pretty good, yeah. but it was also like discount bin. But I liked the discount bin of it. Like I look like they all look like extras from like Blossom and like TLC. Like I like it was like two. I could give it like a two. You want to give it a two? Yeah. Okay. Wigs and weaves. Uh, to me, those were non-existent. Yeah, there yeah. was really no. It's a one. Makeup. Any mm. crazy makeup? Not, Not really. that I noticed. No, it's kind of a one. Crying, like a big emotional crying scene. I mean, the closest we got was Jenna got teary. Uh, Coach Carr got teary a couple times, but I don't remember. Like BLT didn't have, BLT wiped away a fake tear at one scene when she was walking out of the meeting, but no, no, nothing big there. There was no, the only person who cried was the girl who made out with, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. With the boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. Like I don't know. Floor. There was no crying. No crying. Yeah. So it was like, um, it was, I mean, it wasn't very lifetimey anyway. Yeah. Uh, victimization of the female character. I mean, I guess it's well, like, it's all, I mean, it's this one's tough because it's one of those ones where they are all kind of victims. They're like, of, yeah, they're all victims in different ways. No, totally. You had the mom-daughter relationship, then you had the the, the system Brooke failed. Car. You had the girls against each other. You had the staff against the school, and the school against the staff. I mean, like, so yeah, I thought that was like top. Like that would be like a five, right, or like a one. No, uh, no, Boogie Nights would be one, so it would be like very lifetimey. Yeah. Because lifetime makes everyone a victim. Yeah. Let's give it a five. Yeah. I kind of agree. And then font. I don't even remember don't even what remember it was. It. Yeah. I don't know. So five, right? I mean. Or three. I mean, just. Let me see if I so can find the, the foot poster. You do? Yeah. Okay. Just randomly. I'm making a collage. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, oh, yeah, that's like a little bit of a busted version of a what would be a good title. So I would say that's like a three. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. they tried. Yeah, they tried. It's not like an unrecognizable one. Okay, wait. Okay. I was doing the math. What What did you end up giving? Uh, crying a one. Crying was a one. Um. So the final score. Tallies to 27.5. 27.5. Which is um, our lowest one of the season. Yeah. Least lifetime. <laughs> this, is a, this is a pretty good movie. Pretty stuff for a movie that neither For a movie that really, had nothing in it. Yeah, that we had a lot of flaws with as well. I mean, it just was kind of like, I don't know. I'm not mad at it. No, and by the way, we had talked about this because I, 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 I watched it hungover for the first time and I was... Like, uh, I can't, I, I just didn't feel good about the whole thing. Yeah. And then I started watching it and sober and I was like much more happy with it. And I was like, oh no, there's, there's definitely stuff to like dig into yeah. a little bit. Um, Molly, come on, let's. What? Can you read it? Can I read what? The scene. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to see if I can coach Molly through something really quick. <laughs> and I want Molly I want Molly to really try to commit. No, come on. This will be fun. I know. I know. I'm going to do it, but I'm just saying, no, I'm not going to be able to do it. No, I know. And this is like this is like a real like quick Like if I could do it, I would do it. You can do it, but anyways. No. <laughs> okay, so Steven, here. This is the scene with the the no. school uniform. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
You're just yes. going to read. Okay, so here's how we do. Here's what we do in coaching. So we're going to read it through once. It's not even, I don't need you to do anything with it. I just need you to read it to hear the words. Uh, we'll just go through it. We'll read it once. And then I we'll think that you it. added too much emphasis to this. Well, that's a great, but I still want to need you to read it. And like, I think, No, I'm just saying I feel like you made choices in the way that you typed this. Okay, that's a fair, that's a fair thing, but I just need you to just read it once and then we'll go back and we can make different choices. I'm not saying what we saw were the right choices. I want to see what you bring to it. And so like, like this time, don't put anything on it. We're just going to read it through. Did, um, you, did you want me to do the stage directions? Yeah, you can do the stage directions, Steven, and you can do the girls. Okay. Okay, so, and I'll be Brooke. So whenever you want to, whenever you want to begin, let me know when you want to begin. I don't want to. No, this will be fun. <laughs> Okay, so it's like this, she's doing her moment before. So she just found out. She just found out that like these girls made her hot box with the teacher, and it's like just horrible. She just got shit from the like the teacher. She comes into the room. The girls are giving her guff, and like she's at a breaking point. Okay, and that's where we pick up this scene. <laughs> wow, like falling apart, Stephen. The listeners have been here for almost three hours. They've been waiting. Molly, and also, I think you're doing really good so far. So, like, what you're doing right now is, like, fits exactly in. So, I let's just start so it. so much. Just read it. You don't even have to put anything on it. I don't want you to put anything on it. We'll get to that. Would you be more comfortable playing Brooke for this first go-round, and I'll play Carr? You know, we're seeing people all day, Molly, and we only have a certain amount of time to go through the actors for this. It's a real opportunity. It's just, just read it. It's just... Because uh, now I have to or I'm not committed to my own podcast. This was your idea, by the way. Uh, it was? Yep. Uh. <laughs> I hate you. Molly, I'm not crying for my allergies. This is use it like it's so good so far. Oh, Ryan, stop! Yeah. Oh, I hate you so much. I can't. This is totally your idea. Like, by the way, I think you can totally do it. Just okay for real though. Just read it. Like, I don't need you to put anything on it. Just read it with me. Like, we're going back and forth. I know, I just feel insane. I just feel like this is something an insane person does. This is what I do every day of my life. Like, this is... It's just not my nature. I know, like, but like, this is... No, but by the way, it's more in your nature than you think it is. Like, I this just is... don't want to... I know, I know, I, do, I know, I okay. know. I just don't. I just... I don't think I can do it. I don't think that... I don't know. Then why don't you be Brooke, because you only have a couple lines, and you can be really snotty. No. I think you two should do it. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll do it, yeah. Okay, so you're going to be Coach Carr, Steven, and yeah. I'll be Brooke. And Molly will be the girls, if she can do that. No, I'm going to coach you guys. <laughs> okay, whenever you're ready. Tables right. have turned. Oh, no. It's late, y'all. Wait, oh, it's late. <laughs> no, it's good. He, he kind of, it's, it's punctuation. Oh, Molly, I had to transcribe this. It's late. Y'all have to get back to your rooms now. 
You know, just go, girls. Then the girls say, See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Why are you here, Brooke? Why are you a cheerleader? Because I'm good at it. You're good at the physical part, but there's more to it than that. It's about being a certain kind of person. A person who cares. Oh, just yeah, tear that. <laughs> uh, cares about her squad, her fellow students, her school. You know what? Save the lecture. The school's the only thing my mom talks about. I'm a cheerleader for me, and that's what people notice, me. Coach Carr gets up to the closet, pulls out the cheerleader uniform. Look at your uniform. Your name isn't on the back of this. You don't have a number. This uniform isn't about you, Brooke. It's about being part of something bigger than you. Anyone can get noticed. There's nothing special about that. But it takes someone special to inspire others. Do you want to know why I made Megan co-captain of the squad? Because she knows how to inspire people. And you, Brooke, you don't. Brooke smirks. In scene. Steven, for a first read, that was very, very solid. Like, for a first read... I thought it was great. Yeah, like, and what we would just do if we were to get into it a little bit more is just kind of break it down with thoughts. What are you thinking about this girl? What are you trying to teach her? What are the tactics to get her? Like, you're, you're doing a couple different tactics there, which I already love. I think we can intensify a couple of the moments. Slow it down. You're, like, stringing things along when I think you can... Anyway, so, yeah, so... Oh, that's awesome. No, I think for a first read, you were great. And you're also the best one in the room. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, in this moment, she's like, this is the first time where she's like really trying to be authoritarian. So I feel like there's a little bit of, um, yes, there's a little bit of like bravado. Like she's kind of trying to pump, like I can imagine she had to pump herself up to like, exactly. Like it's hard to do, like it's hard to stand up, but she's also trying to teach a lesson about how important the uniform is. And by the way, we see that it does land with Brooke because the next scene is the fall and like they're kicking it. They're killing it. She has the props of the uniform. I'd love to see Molly do this, but I know it's not going to happen, but I, I thought you were going to keep working with Steven. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Okay. So, um, okay, cool. So with this first one, um, what's your thought on it's like, y'all have to get back to your rooms now. Cause these girls have just like kind of made fun of you and you're at a breaking point. So like, um, usually what we do with like thoughts is like, um, so there's the line, but there's the thought behind the line. So if I like, um, if my thought was like, fuck you, it would come out. It's late. You get back to your rooms now. Like, so you have that thought to lead you into the line, you know, instead of like, this is how I'm going to say something. So you're like, sure, oh, yeah. what am I thinking about the person? And then that leads you in. So, yeah. which by yeah. the way, you can literally think you can go, you can go 10 different ways with it. So, yeah. I mean, in, at this point, it's like, she is so amped that it, in this moment, she is just like, I have to stick the landing. Otherwise they're not going to take me seriously. Okay. So, so, so do that. Stick the landing and see it like for that first line. And imagine all these girls are fucking looking at you like you're an alien and they've been doing it the whole trip. It's late. Y'all have to get back to your rooms now. Okay, great. Take it back though. Uh, put a little bit more like you are like livid and then you realize on rooms that they are not paying attention to you and you need to intensify it. It's late. Y'all have to get back to your rooms now. I love what you did with now. That was awesome. I think we can get better on it's late. Um, um, uh, da, 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 da. It's like, da, da, da. Um, think it should be more like shaky. Throw it away. No, but also throw it away. Like, you know what? It's late. Yeah, get back to your like. Throw it away. Like, you know, I'm done with you guys. Like, kind of like, I've had it. I'm done. I'm not. I'm not even playing into this. And then say it that way. And then notice that they're still making fun of you. And then flip it with now. It's late. You have to go back to your rooms 
now. Perfect. I think you can take an extra beat before now. Um, uh, try it. Try. It. I like what you did with the. It's late. So this is what I. <laughs> okay, we could be. Yeah. Try it one more time. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's late. Y'all have to get back to your rooms. Now. I think that was. You nailed it. Uh, yeah, you nailed it. You got the part. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Lifetime. Actually, by the way, I will have to say though, Steven, like you, like you played a lot. Like that was so. Like that's like you actually wanted to to learn. That was like awesome. Like that's the best thing about any. Like if. Because people will like when you coach them, they don't like to be coached. So well, it's... that's why there needs to be two of us here because someone has to want to do that. You know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a performer, and so I almost think having a coach would be better for me because I don't. There's no. I don't have that natural impetus to like do yeah. that. So like having somebody just like feed you that kind of. Like it's like triangulating. A... Well, yeah. Like then is usually if you get to know the person, you can actually then like kind of find what makes them special and inject that into it when you start getting to know somebody. So are you guys going to start getting to know each other? <laughs> yeah. No, I, Wait. I, this is this. So, so you, um, so you coach, you coach people for, for a living. Uh, yeah, right now. Yeah. That's like, so that's, cool. That's yeah. Coaching. Yeah. That's what I have to, yeah. I'm sure it's exciting when like people, is it more fun when you can see somebody that you can like break down or is it, or, or is it more fun for you? You know, it's the most fun. I had a client that is a really fabulous stand-up comedian and very successful and on a big show right now. But like when I first started working with her, she didn't, she was so funny, but didn't know how to like, um, you couldn't, you couldn't do a scene with her. Like she couldn't put herself in the scene and working with her over a year, like watching how good she's gotten where she can break down material. She'll come in with a strong choice and you're just like fine tuning. Like sometimes you'll have to give people the answers and go, this is exactly how you need to do this. Say it this way, or just be still like, you know, some people, nothing's going on behind in the mind, but if you just have them be still, they look so good. Like that's the difference. That's why good looking people are fun to watch on film because if they can just sit still, you can project all of the feelings onto them. They don't have to do any work, but if you're interesting looking, then you have to do a little bit more work, but like sometimes you just have to get them to stand still and like say the line without putting anything on it. The natural inclination is to put all like emphasis on everything instead of just like how we actually talk. I know this is so geeky, but yeah. No, I love this. Yeah. Do you um, do you find that do you find the better learners are people who do other things and are also learning how to act or people who are pure Yeah, acting? the people that come from different backgrounds usually end up being like better actors in the long run. Like there's not all those years of shit built up from being in theater and being in like, you know, or like trying I don't know. For some reason, like the people that come off the street of like, I was a mechanic and somebody said I like, they sometimes turn out to be awesome because they come from such a, a pure uninterrupted place. Um, but yeah, no, it's like really, sometimes it's really rewarding sometimes like with parts and like Molly's written these, like I'm sure all the time with two broke girls, like you, the part had to fit you like a glove. Like you can do the, like you're just going into auditions and wanting to do good because you want to make fans. 98% of the time you will never get the role ever, you know, like, but you'll see certain people you are like, Oh, that role is made for you. Like there's no reason you shouldn't come close to booking this because it is so, it fits so well on you that you couldn't screw this up if you wanted to. 
But most of the time, you just want to coach them to the point where they don't make a fool of themselves in front of the casting directors. So they like them and they'll bring them back. So they'll keep being brought back because that's what you call like making a fan in the room, you know? Oh, wow. And, um, and they'll do that. Casting directors you made want. made a fan. Yeah, that's it. Like oh, casting directors. Oh, God, that's the worst. You made a fan. That's what it'd be like. That's the big thing with actors. They'll be like. Um, no, it's, they do that to writers too. You made a fan. You made a lot of fans over there. Yeah. No, that's like the. It's the they'll remember it's, you. It's the biggest. It's like that you made a fan. Oh my god, that actually is triggering. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that's the fucking worst. So you'll hear here. that with actors a lot of like, you know what? It's not my part, but like I went in there and like made a fan. Like it was great. So I have a I have every I have every I know I'll be brought back. Like that's and that's kind of like that's the weird place you get to a thing because it is there's so many things that have to line up to actually book something. Like you have to then like even if you do good, you have to get signed off by network, by like I mean you did all that shit. Like you have to have so many things have to like line up for you to work. Uh, but Lifetime movies are a little le- less. I was, was going to say, do you think Ryan's done two Lifetime movies? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that was my question. Cause I feel like it would be, I feel like we'd be presumptuous to say that when people are casting for Lifetime movies, they're actually looking for s- quote unquote lifetiminess, but maybe, <laughs> no, maybe that's, I'm being naive. No, I don't no. Know. Like you're right. Like they're not looking for bad, but they're looking. So like, that's the other thing too. Like there's good writing and there's mediocre writing. So like, um, like if you like Molly's a good writer. So if you read something of hers, you have to kind of step up to the material. This, you kind of have to, um, <laughs> there's not, you just can't, uh, it's hard because it's really bad material that it's hard to make real. It's hard to put yourself in these situations because the, sometimes the dialogue is so clunky that it's like, I can't make sense of this. I can't make this. It is so bland and clunky that I can't add anything to you this. You can't make a choice. Or overwritten. Or, yeah, like yeah. It's, like it's like, this is not how people talk. This is so you also realize that it's cheesy. You're like, oh, this is painful to say. Like, there is this is painful to say. And they're not like they're they're trying to make their days and shoot like 10, 12 pages a day. So you can't be like, can we rap about this? I feel like we could rewrite like a little like there's nothing like that going you on. You see that a lot and these is like people pushing through. Like we only have so much to do to like we only have so much we can do here today. And like this line is terrible and I'm not really sure how to say it. You see that all the time in these movies. Would you say that like most lifetime movies are like one or two takes? Oh, uh, uh, depending on like what kind of direct, like the, the lifetime directors that you see that have done like 40 lifetime films. Like I think this guy did. Um, and I bet it's like one or two or three. Cause he knows that it's like, it just has to be good enough. Like I worked with a first time lifetime director on one of them and she was more wanting to really get it right. Because a lot of these are shot in two and a half weeks. Like yeah. most films are like three months and this That's is like insane. two and a half weeks, you know? Yeah. So, anyways, damn, fun to thank only, you. Only, only, only like two or three takes, though. I mean, I, I would. Most most actors aren't like fumbling for long. I mean, like they're it's yeah, really basic. So true. you know, all you have to do is point, shoot, and like move on. Out of all the actors in this, which one do you think was probably the most difficult to direct? Based uh, on performance, I have a feeling. I have a feeling um, uh, Tatum O'Neill was left alone completely because it wasn't worth the director to get into it with her. Yeah. And you can tell she was left alone. There's like no, there's nothing on that performance to me. Yeah. Like there's no nuance. You were like, oh, I can see her insecurity. But I was like, I almost see her insecurity more as a person than as I a... I wonder if she is, uh, 
like open to it or if people just like assume like they've got bigger fish to fry on a lifetime movie than directing Tatum O'Neill. Like she's enough of a name to be there that she can kind of shuffle in and out and do her job. Yeah. I mean that, I mean that could be, I mean, cause like usually like with, what do they say? Like TV is a producer's medium. Uh, film is a director's medium and like theater is an actor's medium. Like, and I think, with like TV and especially these, it's just like, it's really about making your days and nothing else. Yeah. Cause you're not like we captured something magical today. True life. Except for that American woman scene. You guys don't forget that challenge, by the way. Remind people what that is again. Yeah. To uh, find any clip from cinema that's traditionally unsexy and put American woman over it and see if it becomes sexy. Dude, also- or if you can make a clip unsexy with American woman, really. Dude, but no eight inches cut this time. It's weird. Like you only come across a line like that once in a lifetime. Like we were part of like a cultural phenomenon and we just kind of rode that wave. We'll see if we can have you back this season for a different film. I think this one was a good one to get kind of cracking on. But, um, you know, again, you know, kind of a stretch for a rip from the headlines sort of thing. Yeah. Like literally if this if this is a story then anything can literally be a like story. my trip my my postmates delivery person bringing ice cream right now probably it's already a more interesting story it's already more of a two closer to boogie nights than should i pitch his night to lifetime oh, tomorrow that's what i wanted to ask you what would you ever and like you have zero time but would you ever consider writing a lifetime movie of course i would i would like want to you need to yeah like, I, you could, I want to i and like but give yourself a like i, I only have a week and a half to write it yeah, but that also it also has to be like the time that I do it and I want to do it like I want to execute it well. You know yeah. what I mean? And like I don't have a week and a half right now to sit down and work on one thing unfortunately. No, I know, but, but I like think, someday. I just think it would be really fascinating to see what the peak lifetime movie in your head would be. I that that's the other thing too is that I have to find my my perfect idea. There's so many things I love. We haven't even gotten some of my favorites, which are like Baby Monitor, Sound of Fear. Like there's so many that are like creative and weird and like good. But like I wasn't like a Deadly Adoption fan. Yeah. I mean, not in like a mean way. It just was played so straight. It freaked me out. It freaked me out a little bit. Um, well, Ryan, thank you so much for being back. Thank uh, you. Want to tell people where to find you online? Uh, at Ryan Bailey two five, I think across all socials. Okay, cool. And Stephen, Steve at Stephen Ray Morris. Stephen Ray Morris, thank you for being here. You're the best. Thanks, Miles. Thanks for the read. That was really great. Thanks for taking over for me where I was a weak woman. I couldn't do it. I really couldn't fell apart. Myself. Like I couldn't. I, I like she wouldn't even look at any of us. I'm not even gonna blame it on the uh, weed card expiring tomorrow incident. I'm just gonna say I, I like I panicked. No, it was like really, it was very interesting. That's why I don't act. But I, yeah, no, it's good. It was good. All right. Bye, guys. Mom, Mom, what about my essay? In Cindy's English class, she was given an assignment to write an essay about the person she most admired for overcoming adversity. And she picked you. She wrote about how brave you were for standing up to the school district. If you like, I'll print you out a copy. And now entering our Southwest Regionals for the very first time, let's give it up for Jackson High!
you for listening to Mother May I Sleep With podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure you're subscribed in iTunes, Acast, or wherever you're listening to this right now. Want to help support the show? We've got a Patreon for that. Patreon.com slash M-M-I-S-W-P. If you can't donate but still want to help, we always appreciate a five-star review in the iTunes store with some kind words or passing this podcast on to your friends. You can find all of our social media pages and keep up with our ranking system by visiting mothermayisleepwithpodcast.com. Thank you to our producers, Stephen Ray Morris and Nicole Matthew, and of course you for going on this weird journey with us. Until next time, I'm Molly McAleer. Okay. And then the last thing, and and Stephen, feel free to cut all of this out, but I forgot to tell the story <clears throat> about my adult bookstore experience. Because there is in this in this movie, the Fab Five, the the girls go to an adult bookstore and they just have hijinks. They're drinking beer, they're in their cheerleaders outfit, they're playing with lube and you know, the dildo things, and they're just having a wild time. Now, about fifteen years ago when I was a much younger gentleman, I was a part of a sketch comedy group and I used to live on Sunset Boulevard right by the Viper Room and Hustler Hollywood, which is like an adult bookstore. And I was rehearsing with my comedy group and we thought it would be super funny and we'd get funny ideas if we went as a group to Hustler Hollywood and walked around. Now, I've always had a really bad thing with like any kind of like, I'm not good at strip clubs. I'm not, I'm like, I'm a sweater. Like I sweat a lot usually. Um, but I, I don't like adult, I don't know. I just get nervous. Anyways, we got in there and I immediately, like my body turned to 90% water, but like on the outside and it was just, it was horrendous. I was so nervous and I couldn't look up at anybody and like the rest of like the sketch group, they were like laughing and joking and I just, I wanted to get out there, get out of there. And I walked up to my friends <laughs> like 10 minutes in and I was so sweaty and I, I walked up to them and I said, I am so fucking sweaty right now. And then I looked up and it wasn't my friends. It was like this couple that I'd never seen before in my life. And the poor lady looked so scared that a big sweaty man was like right in front of her telling her that he was fucking sweaty. And you could tell it was like one of those things where like she didn't even want to be there. But the guy was like, come on, babe, let's go to the adult bookstore and pick up some toys. It'll be fun. Nobody's weird there, I swear. And I literally did that. And I looked over and then like my friends were like watching me do this and crack up. And I just ran. Like I just ran out of there. So I think we all have fun at adult bookstores. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.